back to the Break the Bell podcast. Hello, bell breakers. Oh, you got it right. I always get it I'll right. Let you have that part. The one that I'll let you have that part instead because I can't ever get that right. That's okay. Um, the Break the Bell podcast, the show where uh, where we support talking, where speech is, by our definition, speech is our most powerful tool in our belt. And it is true that in the great words of the 40-year-old virgin, that if you don't use it, you lose it. So um, that, that's what brings us here today is uh, we're here to do this again. We're here to just keep on talking, keep the conversation going, because we've been doing, what now, 14 weeks, right? Because I, you were I, wrong last week. I was week. way off last week. We were yeah. a whole entire week off yes, last yes. week. Yeah, that's right. I said 12, but it was 13. It was definitely so this 13. Is, yes, this is 14. It is 14 weeks in, yes. and we are still going strong. The world's still giving us plenty to talk about. Yes. And so that's why we're here. Yeah. Bill, what, uh, how, how, how you been? I mean, last week you said you were getting ready to go to the greatest um, theme park in the world. Yes, Adventureland. Adventureland. We went yesterday. Was it as adventurous as this name sounds? It, you know, um, parts of it were. You know, um, I, I got a cinnamon roll funnel cake, and that was exciting. Ooh, that, sound, that sounds delicious, <laughs> it actually. It was really good. It was really good. Yes, I was a little disappointed by the barbecue, but I should have known. Uh, but it was fun. Now, it why was... would you get barbecue at I know, I know. I should have known better, but that's I, like getting ga- but like they gas. They had a smoker barbecue. outside, and I'm no. like, oh, well, if they got a smoker, they got to be legit, be good, right? right? But no, it was probably I mean, all that, for show. <laughs> actually, the meat was good. The sauce was bland. Mm. So if I had brought some hot sauce and put it on there, it'd probably be all right. Yeah, it makes sense. They probably just had a smoker out with a fog machine inside of it. <laughs> Make it look Make like, it they look like they were actually they were smoking. like, ooh, wow, real meat. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then they just like spray like the smell of meat in the air right. around them. <laughs> Liquid smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that, that was, no, it was fun. It was packed. I was surprised. Um, yeah, it was good. And then like only... Five percent of people were wearing masks. Really? Yes. Yeah, we That's were at the water park. There was actually people floating in the ra- lazy river with masks on. Oh wow! Yeah, I yeah. know. Well, we went, and I think we had kind of talked about this the week that I went, and we just did the water park, and this was like in the middle of when everybody was still like terrified and horrified that oh, that right. shit was going to happen. So, yeah. um, but but yeah, the, I mean, hardly anybody was wearing masks. Yeah. They were all floating. And we stuff. we should have gone when people were more scared. <laughs> the lines yeah, had been shorter. There, I mean, yeah, it was <laughs> it was pretty dead there. I mean, there was yeah. there was more people than I expected, but it was still pretty dead there. But um, we did make we did get there, and so I'm glad you made it there and had yeah. as much of an adventure as as you planned it to be. Yeah. So um, me, I I think the only thing. I did this week that is mentionable is I went crawfish hunting for the first time. That sounds ever. exciting. It, I mean, it was interesting. Yeah. If you don't know what a crawfish, crawdad, crayfish, whatever that whatever everyone calls them here yeah. in the Midwest, they call them crawdads. But yeah. But I I feel a little more sophisticated, so I feel like I got to call them crawfish. Yeah. Crawfish. That is more sophisticated. It's, it's like a midget lobster, which I don't know why yeah. they call it. I know midget crawfish. lobster sounds a lot cooler. Yeah. Why can't we just say we're going midget lobster hunting? <laughs> Those little fuckers are fast, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I caught one in the, like, two hours I was there. So did you have, like, a net or gloves? No, it's or just you by just hand. pick it up just, with your hand? Just, just reach down. So you have to have, like, Jedi reflexes. Yeah, you're supposed to, like, okay. it, especially the way the water bends light, like, Oh yeah, it, it's yeah. hard to, like... You, you have, know, like, a spotlight? You do this at night? Oh, we just had flashlights. We were shining okay. down. And um, they got smart. As soon as they see the flashlight, they start swimming away. But sure. they're not that smart because when they, like, bolt, they get, like, they swim like five feet away and then just stop again. Like, oh, oh, that was a close one. 
He didn't get me. And it's like, <laughs> dude, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, I caught one. He he intends to catch enough to do a, a crawfish boil on Labor Day weekend. So he, he's got a lot of work cut out wow. for him, I guess. So you're, will you be out this week? I, I, I might get out there. And, okay. But I might contribute one more into his pie. <laughs> <laughs> so. And he saves those two for you to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and here in Iowa, I guess down in, like, Louisiana where they do, like, their oh, yeah. crawfish boils and stuff. They're like pretty big things, yeah. but yeah. I mean, we're getting little, little I was dinky. I in like Iowa, yeah. Two, three inch things. It's just like, wow, that's going to fill me up. <laughs> Looking forward to that meal. Yeah. going to be yeah. stuffed. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really. Eat lots of cornbread. Aside from that, it, I mean, it's well, been podcast work and that's about it. We, we finally got our internet up. Good. Yes. Really? But we haven't told the kids yet. <laughs> Smart. I, why yeah. didn't I think about that? <laughs> I know. What the hell is wrong with me? So uh, they almost caught me the other day because I was watching Magnum PI on Amazon Prime and they're like, oh, we didn't know you had this episode. I downloaded like it. I, I, I downloaded it two, <laughs> two weeks ago yeah, before right. it came out. Yeah, before we lost the internet. Exactly. So, yeah. so we. Um, are back. Um, we're still in this tiny little shithole room because my my typical space is still under renovation, and they haven't come back since the storm. Oh wow! No, they, I mean we got our hot water and stuff turned back on yeah. the next day, but I mean they that was like three weeks ago. I, I think they no. forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're hoping you forgot. <laughs> I, I I haven't because I mean we are crammed in here. Right. I mean people can't really tell. The reason our faces are so zoomed in is because this space is so small. We right. don't want you to see the rest of yeah. the shit. No, in here. We're, we got a big remodeling plan, so the whole studio yeah. is going to look really good. Yeah, <laughs> I have big, big plans for for our old space, and um, we're going to totally redo it. And hopefully, things are going to look. Yeah, and I'll nicer. have some decoration behind me instead of just you know just, just green a, screen. Can black. we get a green screen and That'd then like awesome. as I'm talking to get like a plane flying in behind me and stuff? That would be awesome. That we got to work on green screen. That'd be awesome. Anyway, I mean, we are really just wasting your time now, but that's okay. Again, it's our show. We do what we yeah. want. You can fast forward through this. To be if honest, you want we always to. try to keep the, the intro short and we just end we up, never do. Yeah, I know. I, I think know. last week I ended up cutting out like two minutes of it because it was so long. <laughs> um but uh if you watched last week's episode, you saw that we we dug into the Democrat National Convention yes. and um that same night was the kickoff of the Republican National Convention. So, and and uh, so to keep it on the fair level, where we have both sides, and we're not just poking fun at one or the other, um, we are yeah. we did, decided to dig into the Republican Convention this week while it was still fresh in everybody's yeah. minds. Dig into some of the speeches, kind of like we did last week. Um, so, I hope you enjoy it. Honestly, uh, and you'll find this out. Honestly, and not to sound biased because I'm not on either side. Right. Yeah. The Republicans gave a better argument for their side. Yeah. Other than I'm not that like. side. Yeah, I know. I I've, I really do try to like stay down the middle. But yeah, like from what I've seen from the two, I mean, the Republican side just seems to make a better case for things. Right, 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 right. So, so um, we're going to get into that in the second half again. Before that, we got all kinds of other stuff going on in the world again. So we're going to dig in as, as usual into some of these current events that we typically uh, do in that first half and then uh, by the second half we're going to jump right into that that republican convention so stick around for that um, otherwise we're just going to get right into the show if Let's you're ready it. i am I'm, ready i am ready too. here Let's we go rock and roll what did you say you talking to me what what the heck are you talking about 
What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. Once again, because we don't want to let you down. No, we no. don't want to let ourselves down. Never. So, we keep coming back, whether you like it or not. We are here. <laughs> here we are. Like a bad penny. Yep. I, I never understood that saying. Me neither. Like, how, why does a bad penny keep, keep coming back? Right. What makes a penny bad? H- how penny? do you know it's a different penny? Or the same penny? I mean, how, what makes it bad? Right. That's like, true. I mean, yeah. is there something specific to that penny? Like, bad luck? Was it like right. yeah. tails up when or, you picked it up and... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's gum stuck to the bottom of it. Uh, that would be a bad. That would penny. be bad, really bad. <laughs> that makes anything bad. Ew. Or is one of those like um, that somebody fished out of their cup holder and it's oh, got like all the stickiness yes, in it from yes. the cup holder? Oh. That would be a bad penny. Ugh. Yeah, could you imagine like being the person they put that in your hand? And uh, you're just like, come on. Or, <laughs> or like uh, when they, if you ever worked for like as a cashier anywhere, when you oh, get yeah. somebody's like soggy pocket money, yeah. like it went through the wash oh, or yeah, they've been yeah, sweaty yeah. or something, they hand you like yeah. these like. Half half wet like yeah. damp bills. I, it's like oh, that's gross. I try to avoid change in in general. You're the problem then. <laughs> You're I, I I pushing us towards a cashless society. Well, no, I I tried just to do cash. Mm-hmm. So, but exactly. how did we get on this? I don't know. <laughs> the bad penny, damn bad penny, is at it again. <laughs> so we are here, and the world continues. <laughs> it seems to continue to spiral more each week. It's like yeah. last week. It's like it couldn't get. Any worse than this, I and then I, I think I actually I scared my wife um, yesterday because we were talking, and I said, you know, I think everything that's going on, it's kind of a, a wake up call because I think it's just getting us ready for something big to happen next year. So she's like, "This isn't big." <laughs> yeah, I know. And she's like, well, "What do you mean? I, what do you what do you think is going to happen?" I said, I, "I don't know. I don't know." But obviously, between the the big storm and the pandemic and all the riots and stuff, I feel unprepared, and I just feel like I need to be a little bit, you know, more on it. Um. 2020 is still not disappointing us. Um, all kinds of stuff going on in the world. More riots, more um, um, shootings and all that stuff that's kind of made a name in 2020. Yeah. But um, first, uh, we kind of wanted to start out a little bit like a little light, more lighthearted because. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't just give the negative news all the time. I, right. I'm not saying no, this is positive. Right. But it's interesting to me. Yes. So uh, apparently Elon Musk has unveiled his newest project because he he doesn't have enough going on with the spaceships and the cars right. yeah. and uh, solar panels and all that stuff. So yeah. he decided he's going to put a computer chip inside of a pig. Yeah, it's called a Neuralink. Yeah, Neural, Neuralink. This article says, I'm going to pull it up. Um, Elon Musk unveils pig with a chip in its brain. This is from BBC. Um, there's a picture of the pig. Isn't that pig cute? <laughs> the pig's name, what did you say the pig's name was? Gertrude. Gertrude. He right. named I, I like to call her Gertie. Gertie, yeah, yeah, I like we're Gertie. We're close like that. 
So this says Elon Musk has unveiled a pig called Gertrude with a coin-sized computer chip in her brain to demonstrate his ambitious plans to create a working brain-to-machine interface. We don't need that, Elon. That is one of those things that we yeah. don't want. I, yeah. I don't want that. I don't want to merge with a computer. Yeah, I, I know. I know. It's you know, But it's interesting because he, he talks about how um, they, you know, it can be used to cure dementia or Parkinson's disease mm. or spinal cord injuries eventually. Um, but then goes to, on to say, but his long-term ambition is to usher in an age of what Mr. Musk calls superhuman cognition. Has he ever read a, a, a Michael Crichton book? Uh, apparently not. Like, <laughs> uh, every Michael Crichton book in the history, he's the, he's the author of Jurassic Park, if you don't know who that is. But all his other books are... Um, Advancements in technology gone wrong. So if you think of like what happened in Jurassic Park, yes. they, he's written them about like microbots or nanobots yeah. gone wrong. He's written them about um, us going to like sending a, a probe to space and bringing back like yes. bacteria and the bacteria just like wipes out a bunch, brings yeah. a plague. The, the killer apes from Congo. Yep. Yep. So it's always, it's always um, yeah. technology no, gone nobody wrong. Nobody ever reads this. It's like the bonus when we were talking about the the, the 78,000 genetically engineered mosquitoes being released right. in Florida. It's right. like, there, there's been movies about this, people. I know. Stop it. Avoid this stuff. <laughs> Do not read books or watch TV because yeah. they've, they've talked about this thoroughly. Yeah. Hey, hey, I got a great idea. Let's make uh, Kevin Klein the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes on to say it's kind of like a Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires. Fantastic. That's, that's what we need. Instead of wearing on your wrist, we want it in our brain. The billionaire entrepreneur said on a, a, a webcast, his startup Neur Neuralink applied to launch human trial to launch human trials last year. <clears throat> so they haven't launched it, but they applied to launch oh, it. Okay. The interface could allow people with neurological conditions to control phones or computers with their mind. Okay. And now, again, I mean, this is what, like... Doc Ock was doing in Spider-Man, mm -hmm. and then the chip shorted out, and then the arms took over him. And he went insane. And went evil. Yes. I mean, I, there's so many, so much historical documentation of Spider-Man <laughs> too. Why this should not happen. <laughs> but he does, like you said, he goes on to say, to argue such chips could eventually be used to help cure conditions such as dementia, Parkinson's, and spinal cord injuries. But the long-term ambition is to usher in an age of what Musk calls superhuman cognition, in part to combat artificial intelligence so powerful he says it could control the human race. So he's trying to create superhumans to fight supercomputers. Yes, because he's always been one to say um, that AI is is yeah, going to eventually. Race. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, I guess, and and I had said a few weeks ago that his ambition to instantly be like hey we got to go to mars had me worried like right. what do you know that we don't know right right and now that he has this ambition to make superhumans that can combat um ai yeah. well, what do you know but his reason for wanting to go to mars is because he felt like once ai took over the earth we would need like someplace else to go we're yeah, all fucked. right right so that his whole thing has been about trying to find a way to combat or escape ai man <laughs> again what like his 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 brain just goes in the worst directions, and he's so smart that it's just like, maybe we got to take this guy yeah. serious. Right, I know. Well, I mean, you got like Bill Gates and Google and all, Microsoft, they're trying to develop AI, and you got him that's trying to find ways to combat it. So it's like... Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I can see him with Joe Rogan sitting back with that that joint that he's got so so much uh, um, shit for, and he's just like, "What if AI takes over the world, man? <laughs> you know, you know we, what we, we need. We, we should go to Mars, dude. We're superhumans with super cognitive abilities that could yeah. fight AI." And Joe Rogan's like, "Dude, you you're right." But anyway, so Musk is on this yes. um, ambitious goal to turn us into superhumans. Now, no, I, I I watch anime, mm -hmm. and there's one in particular I like where they have these neural links that the, they they're able to go into a video game. Oh, right? really? And yeah. the creator of the video game then traps them. He shuts off their link back to reality. Oh shit! So then they're stuck in the video game, and they mm -hmm. have to finish the game or or they die. Right. And uh, so. This is like seeing that them talking about a Neuralink, which is what it's actually called in the in the in is like holy crap, that's insane. Yeah, this is real coming to fruition. Yeah, in front of us. So there's that. We get to look forward to that. I wonder how long that'll um, because, like I said, they already um, applied to do human, human trials. trials. Yeah. Who knows? They might already be doing it, and they just they haven't released. Could it have yet. done it a hundred years ago, and we all are sitting in the simulation right now. Whoa, man! <laughs> but you're not talking like real life, though. We kind of owed, man, because of our humanity. <laughs> Dude, we got to lay off this shit. <laughs> What'd you give me? <laughs> anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> Let's move away. On a, that was the lighter note. That was the lighter note, and I liked it because, like I said, we can talk about corona and we can talk about riots yes. and and we will we'll talk about both of them because there's still shit going on yeah but um that was interesting and yeah. it sparked it always sparks my attention when musk takes on something right. else and he's the most he's probably the most interesting man in the world to me yeah definitely so yes. he doesn't um, even drink dos equis Ooh. He may he should be the dos equis he guy should. i can't even imagine because he has such a dry monotone voice it's like i know I don't normally <laughs> do things really intelligently, but when I do, I drink Dos Equis. <laughs> Elon Musk, the most interesting man in the world. Right. So um, we got this article that you had sent me about um, intelligence. Yeah. Um, explain that one. I didn't actually get to so read through it. This is uh, something that actually it's kind of um, – Basically, the intelligence uh, U.S. intelligence office wants to stop doing face-to-face -face briefings on uh, election security and foreign interference mm -hmm. in the elections. This has made the Democrats very uneasy because they want that information. Um, however, the intelligence chief has come out and said, there's too many leaks coming out. There's too many people leaking information to the no. press on this, and uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna do face to face meetings with you anymore because wow. you just have to ruin it for everybody. Wow. Yeah, do you want to read through the article, or is that uh, about I, I all think, it was? Um, I mean, okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> well, um, let's see. Uh, they'll issue re written reports instead. Democrats reacted angrily, accusing the office of abdicating its responsibility to keep Congress informed. They have accused the Trump administration of downplaying threats to U.S. elections from Russia and other countries. Um, let's see here. It says the ODNI told the House and Senate Select Committees on Intelligence that in-person meetings on election security would now be replaced by written briefs, not the underwear. <laughs> um, so he wants to, this is a quote from the uh, John Radcliffe National Intelligence. So he wants to do it in a different form because you have leakers on the committee 
Obviously, leakers are not doing... Oh, hold on. Wait. I take it back. This is from our president. Oh, okay. Yes. You got to read it. Do, give me your best well, Donald you, Trump. You record. do a better Trump than I do. <laughs> so you want me to do it or you just want to read it? Well, you do it in Trump's right. voice. You, you'll do it justice. <clears throat> it's been a while. It's been a few minutes. <laughs> not in my Trump uh, state of mind. Oh, okay. Do you uh, need the orange marker? <laughs> I gotta have my hair. I gotta have my hair like flapping in the wind as they do it. So, so he he big he bigly wants to do in a in a different form. Uh, 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 be, 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 because uh, you have leakers on the on the committee. Obviously, obviously leakers who are doing bad things, very very bad things. Probably not even legal to leak. But but we we'll look into that separately. He said. This is accurate in case you're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it, minus the stuttering and some of the big leaks. Yes. That was all I added in. Um, so uh, so then uh, Andrew Schiff comes out, Democrat, says Trump doesn't want the American people to know about Russia's efforts to aid in his reelection. So that's what's going on with that. So I'm sure that, uh, you know, again, House is divided. So. So Trump says no leaks, it's bad, and then everyone's like, he only says it's bad because that right. will. He, he doesn't yeah. want the people to know about his everything his going Russian on. Russian leaks and right. stuff. Which he came out a little while ago and said that China is trying to interfere to get Biden elected, and then the Democrats are saying no, Russia's trying to interfere to get Trump elected. I think it's probably a combination of. Oh, everything. I'm sure there. But how many elections has the United States interfered in? I mean, right. honestly, and single-handedly like placed right. people in right. and. Oh um, yeah, basically forced the opponents yeah. out. They they were famous for it in the you know during the Cold War. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're anti-communist, you're in. You know, it's... or just just decided to assassinate right. leaders that they didn't think feel yeah. should be in power. I mean, you know, Gaddafi. Right, Gaddafi was put into power because he was not a, he was against the communist, mm -hmm. but he ended up being worse than the communist. And know? then we took him out. And then we took him out. <laughs> did <laughs> we put him in? We did put him in. So we put him in. We're like, wait, this isn't working yeah. out so well. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. You're blurry again. What the hell? We're going to have to get know. you a new camera. I think so. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we pushed Saddam Hussein into power in Iraq because he was anti-communist, you know, and then he aided us against Iran in the in the early 80s. What happened to Saddam Hussein? We took him out. We took him out. Like we do. So That's we, just what we, we do. We do like political leaders like the hokey pokey. <laughs> we, <laughs> we put play. one in, we take him out. <laughs> Literally. Shake them all out. about. <laughs> From a noose. <laughs> Oh gosh, We're it's horrible. just like we are, but then um, everyone throws fits when people interfere in our elections. I Can know. you imagine if somebody yeah. was just like, you know, Donald Trump is so bad, yeah. which a lot of people in America think so. Right. Donald Trump is so bad. We're going to go in and assassinate him yeah. and put in a leader of our choice. Another country, a foreign right. foreign country yeah. decides to say this. That's why people like... Um, um, Joe Jorgensen is trying to pull us out of all these foreign affairs right. and all these foreign wars because we got shit going on at home. It's right. basically, I mean, that's not what she says, but that's my um, kind of synopsis of what she's saying. It's but like, it's true. We got our own shit to right. deal with. Uh, we got to stop dealing with other people's shit. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, again, we keep saying it. Look into the third party because, um, I mean, we're – Going over these national conventions, we, I mean, we weren't even doing this. I think during the the right. um, libertarian libertarian vote, convention, yeah. or we had just started. Yeah, so, we just started. We hadn't gotten into it, and I don't think they had nearly as much entertainment <laughs> as we have in these no. other two parties. But yeah, I mean, like like you said, it's both sides. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, both sides have 
foreign entities that are oh, yeah. on their side right. that would rather and see neither one is going to turn around turn away intelligence that comes in on right. another candidate absolutely you know, there's not. no way trump would be like oh you got this on biden no i'm mm-hmm. not gonna use it and there's no way biden be like you know what i'm good i'm good i i, I don't want to uh um raise any uh concerns that i'm like dabbling right for foreign foreign dabbling in our, our elections so so no 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 we're not going to do yeah. that i want to be on the up and up whatever Jump. So, um, we got new thing coming out that, um, was it Congress that's wanting to, uh, decriminalize marijuana or it's oh, up yeah. on the table? It's okay. Up- yeah. So, um, the, uh, majority whip, uh, George, George Clyburn, James Clyburn, my bad, out of South Carolina has, um, he is proposing a, um, a new law called MORE, the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act. That would decriminalize uh, marijuana from the Controlled Substance Act, um, or for, as a law. So it would expunge prior marijuana-related convictions and impose a five percent sales tax, which the federal government would in reinvest in communities harmed by the war on drugs okay. through the creation of the Opportunity Trust Fund. So the big thing is the sales tax. Obviously, that's the right. only reason why they would decide now. Hey, hey, we need uh, to decriminalize this and um, yes. make it legal. Which yeah. I've been saying for years, the only reason they haven't legalized it is because they can't find a good way to tax it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I don't know. It's completely uh, being proposed by Democrats. And um, you know what? I I think that uh, it's a good thing, to be it's honest. It's about time, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. It's it's an outdated thing to have it uh, criminalized. It, what's interesting is that uh, you know Kamala Harris, who has a reputation for putting people in jail who uh, smoke marijuana and Biden has been a leading proponent of harsh laws. Mm -hmm. Uh, So them being involved, being involved, if they were to be elected, that would be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so is there Republicans on the side of this? No, no, it's this, uh, so far it's completely democratic Mm. support it and uh, proposed. So um, I guess we'll see what happens. So we we can uh, take their side on one thing. Yes. Yes, we can. Like you said, it's outdated. There's no reason for it. Yeah. I mean, um, it just locks people up that don't need right. locked up. It's been more harmful than helpful. It's brought on the drug cartels yeah. and lots of violence. And right. It's been something that's been going on for the last 50 years, and no- nothing's gotten better. Well, what did the abolishment of alcohol really produce? Mm-hmm. Al Capone and some good movies. Yes. <laughs> Massacres. Right. Like gang-, gang wars. Gang wars, yes. Um, yeah, just... Massive crime, organized crime spiked right. through the yeah. roof during abolition. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just imagine. I mean, obviously, they're going, organized crime is going to find another route, whether oh, it's absolutely. sex trafficking there's, there's or always something. something. Yes. Yeah. But this is, take this away, maybe it decreases violence a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, de- and empties our jails well, out. And, a I, and I've bit. spoken at length with uh, my sister in law who's from Mexico. And, and she, you know, we were talking about the, the drug war and the cartels down there. And she said, you know, decriminalizing marijuana would go a long way right. to make take power and teeth away from the cartels. Right. So Right. So hopefully maybe maybe we'll head the right direction on this. Maybe yeah. maybe this is some, something um Biden should lean more on. Yeah. Moron. Yeah. Speaking of moron, Joe Biden. <laughs> um but we'll see how that plays out because he yeah. he tends to play like the the old school kind of thinking. And so, yeah, and who knows? so I'm looking to see. OK, so 
uh, next month. They're voting on it next month. So, and that's in the house. Uh, yes, that's correct. All right. Well, well, we've we've gotten through all the the different things, the 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 stories that we wish were more prominent in the news versus the stuff that we keep hearing about on a weekly basis. The freaking riots or peaceful protests, whichever one you want to call them right. today, are back through the roof again this week. Yeah, and which we, I, I saw a meme earlier today, and it, it had a reporter talking with uh, Pearl Harbor in the background and said uh, the Japanese have mostly – it was a mostly peaceful uh, flyover of uh, Pearl Harbor. <laughs> you know, I get it. I get it. Um, so – we mentioned briefly last week that uh, the the shooting in Kenosha, the the police officer that shoot shot, um, what was the guy's name again? Oh, Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake, uh, seven times in the back, and we we didn't want to get too much into it because there we didn't wasn't have a lot of information. Yeah, right. And so we didn't want to speculate like everyone did immediately because there was riots and stuff within hours oh, of it yeah. happening. E- even the governor of Wisconsin, without seeing the facts, came out and just. Crucified the police, the police officers. officers, the police department. Which, um, how does that make them feel? I wonder. Right, right. When their own governor is coming out. I mean, yeah. Them. If he if he did something wrong, fine, that's fine. But the Absolutely. facts hadn't come out yet. This exactly. was like ten o'clock at night. The video went yeah. viral. It happened yeah. at like what, like five, five in the afternoon, and then by ten, four or Not five yet. hours later, yeah. it was just like it, it, all here, here's loose. another one. Yep. another racist cop killing. Right. You know, an innocent black man. So I, I got an article here from the Daily Wire that's called Kenosha Police Union Offers New Details on the Jacob Blake's uh, Alleged Actions. So this is coming from the police officer side. So obviously it's going to be on their side. Right. But this gives you a little bit more of a look than the original video right. did that was and, just. And it's the most complete timeline we've been able to right. find. And we looked for timelines and it all started with police officer followed him back to his car. Right. Grabbed him by the shirt and shot him seven times. Right. Didn't give anything before right. that. Yeah. And this was just today. I had a hard time finding this timeline, and you yeah. you end up coming up with it. So this might give a better look, but obviously it's going to be like airing more on the side of the police officers. So um, let's just read through it, and we'll see what it it has to say. I'm going to pull this up. So it says Kenosha Professional Police Association blasted the media's narrative uh, late this week about what happened at the start of the week when a police officer shot 29 year old Jacob Blake, saying it was a purely fictional depiction of events. The press release came from KPPA. Sorry, you get to see Ben Shapiro's face down there talking, but um, it's the Daily Wire. So Um, it says the press release came from KPPA attorney Brendan Matthews and was based on information that was gathered from the officers who were involved in the incident. The recent officer involved shooting in Kenosha has produced a variety of feelings and narratives most of which are holy and accurate. I'm going to try to get rid of freaking Ben Shapiro. He's distracting me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. There's a muted video just playing. I know. I, I, I saw it. I'm, I'm breezing through it as well. So. says, The purely fictional depiction of events coming from those without direct knowledge of what actually occurred is incredibly harmful and provides no benefit to anyone whatsoever other than to perpetuate a misleading narrative. The statement said that the domestic incident that officers were responding to involved allegations that Blake was trying to steal the caller's keys and a vehicle. The statement says that the vehicle that Blake was entering when he was shot did not belong to him. So was it his kids in it then? If it wasn't right. his vehicle. I wonder if it 
maybe it belongs to his uh, his ex or the, the children's yeah, mother. That could be. Is my guess. So it says statements. Uh, I, um, it says the statement also added contrary to what was initially claimed. Blake was not breaking up any fights between other people. Mr. Blake was not unarmed. He was armed with a knife. The officers did not see the knife initially. The officers first saw him holding the knife while they were on the passenger side of the vehicle. The main video circulating on the internet shows Mr. Blake with the knife in his left hand when he rounds the front of the car. The officers issued repeated commands for Blake to drop the knife, and he did not comply. The officers initially tried to speak with Mr. Blake, but he was uncooperative. Uh, they began issuing verbal commands to Mr. Blake, but he was not compliant. And again, when we talked about um, the the rules of engagement in the military right. and how it starts with verbal commands, then mm -hmm. it starts with then it merges to like shooting warning shots, which right. they didn't do here. I don't know what their rules of engagement I've, you know, are. I've never here. seen a cop uh, do a warning, oh, warning shot. shot. But yeah. at this at a certain point, like you gotta bypass some of those right. if you feel right. you're in direct harm. Right, exactly. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so, like I said, they issued verbal commands and he wasn't compliant. They next went hands-on with Mr. Blake so as to gain compliance and control. So that's when they were wrestling on the yard, which we saw in the one video. Right. Mr. Blake actively resisted the officer's attempt to gain compliance. The officers then disengaged and drew their tasers, issuing commands to Mr. Blake that he would be tased if he didn't comply. Based on his noncompliance, one officer tased Mr. Blake. The taser did not incapacitate Mr. Blake. Uh, the officers once more went hands-on, trying to gain control of the escalating situation. He forcefully fought with officers, including putting one officer in a headlock. A second taser from a different officer uh, was then deployed on Mr. Blake. It didn't appear to have any impact. It's like, holy shit. Right. Yeah, what's he on? Yeah, that's that was my initial thought. Because he wasn't a huge guy. You get no, those really big, big guy, guys right? that it just doesn't really phase yeah. them that much. But he wasn't a huge guy. Right. But uh, there are certain drugs you can be on that, that things like that, that doesn't affect them. Uh, based on the inability to gain compliance and control after using verbal commands, uh, physical and less lethal means the officers drew their firearms. Mr. Blake continued to ignore the officers' commands, even with the threat of lethal force now present. And so it says the latest developments come as details about his alleged criminal activity. Scroll have down come to a little light. bit more, it'll say. Um, where, where at? Uh, Blake's ex-girlfriend says that he entered her house uninvited early in the morning on Sunday, May 3rd. She reports that she woke to find him in her room standing over her. Um, LMB stated at about 6 a.m. she was woken by the father of her children, Jacob Blake. Uh, the defendant, um, he says, I want my shit. Um, Without warning, he reached uh, his hand between her legs and penetrated her vaginally with a finger. Ugh. Okay, I'm not reading that part. No, uh, the no. complaint says that Blake, after allegedly committing this violent and dis degrading act against the victim, immediately left the room, took her key and her debit card, and drove away in her vehicle. She says he made two withdrawals with her stolen card. The complaint then provides some background insight into the relationship. Uh, she and the defendant have three children together, but have never resided together in the eight years that they have been involved. So it was probably, it was her car. And it was her. The, kids yeah. the were defendant the is unemployed, has no vehicle and would not tell her where he is living. Uh, Blake subsequently charged with felony, third degree, sexual assault, criminal trespassing and disorderly conduct. There was a warrant issued for his arrest before the police officers even arrived on scene. Okay, so there's a little bit of the side of the police officers, like I was saying. Um, 
So it goes from where everyone speculated that first video where it just shows him coming around the car. And he clearly he, had a knife in his he, hand. He did, but um, it does. It shows him like getting in the car, and they just grabbed him and shot him, and, mm-hmm. and that's it. And they're like, "Oh, he's just getting in the car with his children," and they shot him, and that was it. Um, but according to this report here, and even the ex or ex girlfriend or ex wife or whoever she may right. be, the the baby mama, baby um, mama. the things that went down beforehand weren't the initial reports that he was trying to break up a domestic fight. Right. He was doing a lot of the yeah. um, instigating there to begin with. Right. And it sounds like he was he was looking to drive away with the kids in the car. Mm-hmm. And that's why they were like, okay, you know. So so that that leaves us so that's a little bit better of a narrative of what happened uh, according to police officer statements and um I don't know if did they have body cam on No, Kenosha did not has not issued a body cam law just yet, so those officers did not have it, but I guarantee they wish they had it now. I bet they will after this. Oh, you know guarantee they will. It. Yeah. So, um that leads us to the protests. Yes. Um they instantly and, and, like erupted. This guy um Jacob Blake, you know, okay. Should he have been shot seven times in the back? Probably not, but again, I wasn't there. I wasn't making that call. Um, obviously he was a danger. He wasn't compliant. Um, but you see sports teams willing to give up their season for this guy. Mm-hmm. You see college teams protesting, you know, I mean this, everybody is willing to be nailed to the cross for this guy who is not a good guy. Right. You know? Right. So it's like, you know, pick, well, pick the, your murder. The pit, pitcher of my, my team, the Cardinals, Jack Flaherty is their like top up and comer, uh, pitcher. He's like, uh, the superstar right now. He even um, took a couple days off in protest to this, and he was all pissed off that the MLB wouldn't suspend games because of the shooting. It's yeah. just like it, right. our our jobs don't suspend because yeah. of the shooting. It's like, um, and then uh, on the other side, I see people making comments. They're like, "Oh, why don't we just we just need to trade Jack Flaherty and um, um, some of these other players that were protesting? Just trade him away because of this." And it's just like. Really, really, we yeah. want to give up our best player right. because he he took a stand, whether it's right or wrong. Right. Yeah. It's just so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And then you got LeBron, who's trying to get them to suspend the entire NBA season until China this. said no. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's because they came back and said that you'll have to pay, you'll lose thirty percent of your salary if we don't go into the playoffs. Well, yeah. It's and just then like he's like, okay, we'll play, but yeah. we won't be happy about it. It's like a, a union going on strike. It's yeah. like, yeah, you can go on strike. That's fine, right. but you're not going to get paid. Yeah. So it's like for you to expect to walk away from this and yeah. have a protest, but still get paid your multi-million dollar salary. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So like I, I was saying, it, it sparked instantly these protests. Instantly. Where vehicles being burned, businesses being burned. In Kenosha, Wisconsin. In Kenosha, which is like only a f- like couple 10,000 people. Yeah. It's not like a big city like uh, Portland or... Yeah. Minneapolis, where these other protests are going. This is like the entire city. Right. Yeah. Um, so this brought on this guy, this kid, the 17-year-old um, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes. Um, who supposedly crossed state lines to he, – he professed to um, – he was coming to help protect the local businesses there. Yes. So there's videos of him. Um, he's w- carrying around an AR-15. Which people are shouting, well, it's not even legal to open carry right. until you're 18. Right. And so um, he ends up getting in a scuffle with uh, three of the protesters. Yes. Shoots two of them, 
or kills two of them and shoots another one and, and injures another one. Yep, shot him in the arm and his arm's like all blown off and right. it, it's disgusting. Yeah. So this caused even more chaos because yeah. the 17-year-old, after shooting, a cop drives by and he walks out to the cop car and is like has his hands up in the air right. like he's ready to go. give it and they just drove right by. Right. Which, all the shit going on, they probably didn't even see oh, the yeah. kid. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, would, are you looking at just like a, a kid walking by? I mean, mm, yeah. yeah, he's holding a gun, so yeah. Oh, the, yeah. It, but the media is portraying this kid as a white supremacist mm-hmm. who went up there thinking he was going to shoot some He was going hunting. Of color. Said, yeah. Right, yeah, right, exactly, exactly. So, um, Was I mean, it people of color that he shot? I didn't even like see the no, report. they were not. No. I didn't think so. Yeah. So from, I mean, we... We watched the timeline of what happened. Mm-hmm. I saw him being interviewed. He said, hey, we're here to help. So he was watching a car dealership. Um, he, he was involved in a, a scuff, verbal scuffle where people were kind of pushing back and forth. Uh, an older guy kind of grabbed him and said, look, you need to back off. So he walked away. He's standing guard. Somebody throws a Molotov ca- cocktail towards where he was protecting. Yep. Well, I think he, he chased him with a Molotov but, cocktail first. Yeah, he, he chased it. him and then threw it. He shot that guy. In and in the like in the shoulder, right? That guy fell. He went and looked, and then he's like, Um, I call, I shot somebody. So then he takes off running. He's being chased by these guys. Like, there's like seven guys that are like, Hey, get that guy. He right. just shot somebody. Right. So he trips and falls. He gets drop kicked in the face by a skateboarder. The guy's like bashing him with his right. skateboard, bashing with skateboard. He turns around, shoots the guy. Knocks him down, shoots him in the chest. I guess he shot another guy in the face, and then yeah. he shot a guy with the arm. Now, from what I saw, the guy got shot in the arm. Looks like he had a handgun. He did. He did. Yeah. I've seen the pictures. And the initial reports were, oh, he shot this guy who was holding a cell phone recording it. Yeah. But then you see the close-up image, and it's clearly right, a pistol. It's a handgun. Yeah. And his, his arm is locked up because he got shot in the freaking yeah. bicep. And he's locked up, and he's like, can't even like, let right. go. Right. Well, and he's, he's telling some other guy, he's like, here, come take this. Mm-hmm. Take this. Because he can't drop the gun. Right. Exactly. Because his arm's locked up. Right. And so, and from what I, I heard was that the guy who was chasing him was shooting at him as he was running. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there's... There's more to the story. Now, I saw someone post the actual open carry law for Wisconsin and says that you can carry at 17 in Wisconsin. And also, there's reports out that say he didn't bring his AR across state lines. Right. Because you can't, I don't think you can, it's really hard to buy an AR in Illinois. Right. It's like, their gun laws are ridiculous. Yeah. Um, You have, it's as bad as buying an AR in California. It's, It's really, really hard. And I'm sure they're super expensive. He has this like $500 AR. That he somebody gave him and right. like a friend, like he he traveled across state lines and a friend gave him this AR in yeah. Wisconsin. So he didn't illegally transport it into the state, as uh, reports were initially saying. Right. He supposedly, what what were you saying? Um. Oh, he wasn't necessarily um right illegally carrying. Right. So I mean, was he in violation of curfew? Yes, mm-hmm. he was. Okay. And the the I think it was the mayor. Yeah. His initial statement was. Well, none of this would have happened if they were not violating curfew in the first place. Right. It's like there's hundreds of people burning down buildings, violating curfew. And that's what you want. To. I know. That's what you focus on. Right. Well, <laughs> if you were in bed, like we said, this wouldn't yeah, have right. happened. It's like a typical dad. Right. Dad yeah. Statement. Right. Yeah. Like your kid gets up at night and trips and falls and hurts himself. It's like, well, you yeah. weren't in bed. Right. What's well, on you? Yeah. Now, I mean, if you're taking a gun to a protest... You're asking for problems. You're asking for problems. It's like the guy who was wheeling his girlfriend, you know, with a wheelchair down in Texas who got shot. 
It's right. like he was armed. It's like if you're taking a gun to a protest, you're just you're you're going to get into trouble. It's like nothing good happens after two a.m. Right. Nothing yeah. happens good at a protest with a gun. But if you're, do you support the right to like protect businesses? Oh, with absolutely. Armed, armed right. Protect businesses. I I do, but I, I question a seventeen-year-old kid coming across the state line to protect a business. Right. You know. Um, uh, yeah. Right. I mean, if it's your business and you want you and your friends to you know sit and guard it, that's one thing. But you well, know. was it? What and I haven't read far, far enough into it. Who whose business was it? Because it sounds like a friend gave him the AR car, across state lines. Right. So yeah. So have, then that could have been it. His friend. They haven't released that yet. But a friend could have called him and like, "Hey, man, I need your help this weekend." Right. You know, I, I don't know that part. No, so. I don't either. The thing that bothers me the most about all of this is that this is becoming a normalized thing. The fact. Yeah, it is. I mean, a year ago, two years ago. It's not normal for a 17-year-old kid to be walking down the streets carrying an AR and shooting people. Right. This is what you hear about in freaking, like, Afghanistan. Right. Where there's, like, eight-year-old kids with AKs, right. like, shooting each other. Yeah. This is becoming normal here. Yeah. It's getting so bad. And I, I text you after all this. This one here, at this point, with the 17-year-old kid, like, almost, like, hit me with the reality that this is becoming normal. Yeah. Like, well, this isn't just a thing that's going away anytime soon. Absolutely. This is going to be a normal thing. Well, and just yesterday, there was a Trump supporter in Portland who they they were p- counter-protesting a Black Lives Matter protest. Mm-hmm. These two guys, got they got cornered, they got pulled off to the side, and one of them got taken out assassination style. Wow. Well, like, what, I mean... So this was just a, a Trump supporter, or this was like yeah, a... I, I got the article here. Yeah, go for it. All right. So this says, Portland clashes fatal shooting as rival groups protest. Right. It says, images from the scene showed medics trying to save the man who appeared to be white. Police have not given an identity or specified whether the shooting was directly linked to the clashes which broke out in downtown. Portland streets have been the scene of frequent protests in the last couple of weeks. The city has become a focus for demonstrations against police. Since the police killing of African-American George Floyd, uh, federal forces were sent by uh, President Trump to Portland in July, which was described as a move to prevent violence. Um, It says the latest pro-Trump rally was on the third Saturday in a row. In a statement, Portland police said Portland police officers heard sounds of gunfire from the area of Southeast 3rd Avenue and Southwest Elder Avenue. They responded and located a victim with a gunshot wound to the chest. The man did not survive. Um, Oregon Live report that camouflage gear with thin blue line patch uh, was seen next to the body, a common sign of support for the police. The man was wearing a hat linked to far-right group Patriot Prayer, the New York Times reports. Of course, the New York Times would report that. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing violence on U.S. streets brings into focus the evolving tone on Donald Trump's election. Okay, I'm not getting into that right now. Yeah, I think that's a new article. Um, they but, like to tie articles together. Yeah, but this is... Um, so I have an, one here. Okay. This is from... Uh, it says um, This is from the Daily Wire. It says, An apparent right-wing protester was shot to death on Saturday night in Portland after the city's Democratic mayor refused federal assistance from the Trump administration to maintain peace. Uh, it's been a hundred days of violent riots and uh, in Portland. days already. Wow! I know. The shooting happened after right-wing protesters drove trucks around the city with American flags and Trump flags that were met by far-left Antifa activists. Why would you even do that, really? Right. Uh, again, it's um, just asking for issues. Yeah. Video of the attack was posted online showing the shooting, and according to two journalists, appeared to show someone saying, 
We got a trumper right here before the two fatal shots were fired at the victim. Um, so so yeah. we say why would you why would you fly Trump flags into this? But the fact that we're in a world now where or a country now where you get shot for that right. for supporting a president, a standing president. Right. I mean, yeah. what what country is this? Yeah. Like I said, this is not the United States anymore. This is like yeah. freaking Iraq or Afghanistan. This is the yeah. shit you saw ten years ago in Iraq. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't see this stuff. I mean, right. now you do. I was gonna say, and it seems to be more and more common, which is it the is. most troubling. And thing. it it it's beyond troubling. It's like mm-hmm. it's scary shit. Well, it is. Yeah, absolutely. And it just has me like looking at my freaking um ammo stash that's depleted because I've gone out shooting. It's just like, dude, I got to stock up on ammo because this shit's getting really bad. And and that's what I'm saying when I'm like, it makes you think, okay, what's the next shoe that's going to drop? You know, is Mm -hmm. this, you know, getting us ready for something? Right. You know? Right. And it's, it's going to get worse. It is. I mean, yeah, your wife doesn't want to think about that. She wants to think that this is the worst it's going to get and it's going to get better from here. It's going to get worse because of things like this. and, And, you have um, politicians that aren't trying to unify the country. Right. They're just, and then the media also isn't trying to oh, unify yeah. it. They're just right. further dividing it. They're yeah. even calling it like a culture war. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like when a media source is saying we're in a culture war, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's bad. Absolutely. And well, n- none of them are saying, "Dude, we got to stop this." Absolutely, shit. right? No, they're just feeding off of it. They're just pushing it because I mean, it's the big story and it oh, gets absolutely. the ratings. Absolutely. I mean, they're going to drive us right into a civil war, and and that's what they want. Because it, can you imagine the ratings? Oh my gosh, of a yeah. civil war on the media. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, I'm sure they're salivating. I mean, that is the last thing I want. Oh yeah, absolutely. the last thing I I guarantee you probably eighty percent of. The country wants, yeah, but you get that small minority yeah. that is focused on primarily, mm-hmm. and then the media yeah. overplays it and says, "Well, we're just we're yeah. just so divided. Well, right. We don't want to be here." Yeah. Well, and you got to the place like, like I said, this is status quo now. Whenever a black man or black person is going to be killed by a police officer or any person, white, right? Any white any white person. person there's going to be mass riots, protests, looting, burning. I mean, this is what is status quo now because mm-hmm. they're going to make that city pay for what has happened. Well, who was it? Was it? It was your brother, I think. Oh, somebody had posted. Was it? Was it Kamala or somebody else that was just like, "No, this ain't going away. This is this is this isn't going to stop." Um, I don't know if it was Kamala or not, but it was just like. Um, it doesn't matter who gets elected. This stuff's not going to stop. Right. It's just going to keep going. We, right. We're going to keep pushing this, and we're going to keep going. It's like we don't want it to stop. Right. We don't want oh, yeah. somebody to come in and say, look, let's bring this back. Let's come right. back. Exactly. Let's talk this out. And no. then you got – because then you got – now you have you have people going there to try to protect and combat this. Mm-hmm. And there's just going to be more and more clashes, more and more bloodshed. All right. You know, and what pisses me off is this kid is being painted as a white supremacist. Yeah, for being there, and right. it's like, you know, should he have been there? No, but right. he was supporting the police force. The police force thanked him for being there mm-hmm. in the video. They're like, "Hey, we really appreciate you guys helping out." Right. They, they threw him a water bottle. Right. Right. And so, but now this kid is being, and I don't know this kid. He could be a piece of shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. But you know. And then you get people that are like, well, if a black guy was doing this, he would have been shot. And this kid, uh, they just right. drove away. Like, he should have been shot. No, he shouldn't have been shot. Right. The black people shouldn't be shot. You shouldn't just 
because bad things are happening to one side, you shouldn't just right. wish that the bad things would happen to the other side. We right. should wish that bad things just don't happen. Exactly. And exactly. that's what we should be pushing for. Right. Not, hey, uh, this this white kid that shot people, uh, the police should have came in and shot him. Isn't right. that counterproductive right. to what yeah. you're fighting for? Exactly. Yeah. What is that? What is that cure? Yeah. Nothing. It just You're just inciting more. You're just asking for more police brutality. Yeah. And we talked last week about, you know, how the Democratic Party seems torn. Yeah. Right, where you have fifty one percent that wants to more of a like a medium, moderate tone, and then you have this thirty eight percent which are mostly on the Bernie edge of the spectrum mm -hmm. coming out saying, No, you we want you to support defunding the police. Right. We want you to defund the prison system. Yep. You know, and by not doing this, you're not following in with the work that we're doing. You're not falling in line. Yeah, right, you're not following in line. And mm -hmm. and unfortunately, like thirty eight percent of the Democratic Party, you know, that's that's a big percentage, right. you know. So Yep, and I, I don't see that getting better. And then politics don't look any better. Like we said, we're going to get into the, the Republican National Convention in the second half. But uh, we get reporters on one side of the fence that are watching, like the Republican uh, National Convention brought in some prominent like African-American people right. to give their side of it, even – one that was um that's a democratic senator or right. a democratic uh politician right. yeah. saying no that this is that's not what i'm about i yeah. i support more of what trump's doing and you get these reporters that are saying yeah like basically making fun of these black people yeah. and uh you had an article about that saying yeah. how so this is um this was uh on sunday morning this morning uh joy reed uh, substituting for host joy reed was tiffany cross uh, she is a, a reporter off of MSNBC, mm -hmm. and she referred to the Republican National Convention, which included Senator Tim Scott, which is a Republican from South Carolina, uh, Heisman Trophy worker uh, winner Herschel Walker, as modern-day minstrels. Um, <laughs> she said that uh, various— Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, right. Various... You don't know what a minstrel is. Um, just think of any blackface you've exactly. ever seen yeah. with, the, like, the big red lips and, yeah. any, and doing the, like— the singing, the weird singing and right. stuff. Um, um, it's a very racist stereotype. And, and so it's, it's very demeaning. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a U.S. Senator, you right. know, I mean, from and and so she goes ahead and she calls uh, speakers of color, uh, including former U.N. ambassador Nikki Haley, um, who stated in her speech is in much of the Democratic Party. It's now fashionable to say that America is racist. That's a lie. America is not a racist country. Cross followed with the clip by uh, Herschel Walker saying, growing up in the Deep South, I've seen racism up close and Donald Trump is not it. Um, Scott, <laughs> um, Tim Scott says, our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. And that's why I believe the next American century can be better than the last. Which nobody on the, the left is saying anything about, hey, we can get better. Oh, no, we absolutely right. Better. No, and she's I, just saying that people don't like you because you're black. Yeah. And, and you're the left always going to be bottom. Our country is shit, and it's yeah. always going to be shit as yeah. long as um, white people are here, pretty right. much. Yeah, as long as Republicans are in charge, they're going to keep you down, Yeah, right? She goes and says, that was not a Saturday Night Live sketch. Um, she goes, um, if you watched the national Republican National Convention last week, you almost think that the Republican Party was the one welcoming people of color, given the big display of diversity. The convention featured more than a dozen African-American speakers alone. Oh, but, no. But don't be fooled that the party of Trump is suddenly warmed to the same people that Trump's policies and sometimes his rhetoric directly harms. What, wait, what policies directly harm African-Americans? Right. Which policy? The one where uh, he was releasing 
um, un- nonviolent criminals right. from the prison system, or the ones that were increasing jobs and down in in, in the low urban income areas. areas. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, which w- are those the ones that uh, are are uh, directly harming the African American culture? Yeah, right. I-, I love this one here. It says. Um, Republicans invited a cotter of professional black friends to validate Donald Trump and make white people feel a little less racist while still very God. much supporting white supremacy. Isn't that what the Democratic National Convention yes, did? Yes, it absolutely yeah. was. <laughs> it's like, what? what's the difference? What makes you right and them wrong? You no, know? No, the Democratic National Convention was a bunch of coddling. Oh, yeah. And then you get them wear, dressed in their hente claws, um, being right. all pandering. Yeah. It's it, Pandering does nothing to help exactly. a problem. And Telling that's, people, you're right. You have it really unfair. I'm really sorry about that. But right. it's always going to be like that because that's the way this country is. But right. we'll try to make it better for you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's so it's so it, it pisses me off. Right. It just pisses me off. And then you have the people, three free thinkers that are coming out. OK, so they're not going with the party line. Well, they're minstrels. Uh, yeah, they're puppets. I know. They're, they're I should have known. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the dozen or so or half dozen or whatever they said of African-Americans, they're all um, internalized racists. They've right. all been brainwashed. Right. Uncle to, Tom's. Yep, yep. yep. So um, God forbid they stand out against this uh, um, yeah. this party that has backed them for so many generations. Right. And who was, the, who was the guy that came out? Oh, is, was it Ice-T? Oh, that came out and was oh, just Ice like, Cube. Ice, Ice Cube, Cube was yeah. just like, um, you're not for us. You right. didn't say anything in the convention right. that that we want to hear. That yeah. sounds like you're doing for anything for us. Exactly. Yeah. And he's further, probably further left than uh, he's not. I don't think he's like edging towards the Republican right. Party like some of these yeah. people. But even he is coming out and saying, you guys aren't doing shit for yeah. us. So yeah. when a, a, a African-American, a Democrat senator comes out and says, Y'all aren't doing shit for my my culture, for the African American culture. Well, he must be um a, a Uncle Tom. Oh or... yeah. He he's he's a minstrel. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, uh no, he's just not following the party line. He's mm-hmm. not letting people victimize him mm-hmm. and he's speaking out. Yeah, and that's not what they want to hear. Right. I mean, the most dangerous thing can be when uh, somebody like that comes out and says, They're they're full of shit. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. That's what they are glomming on right. for this election, for every election. They, like we've said in the past, they've just expected the black vote, right? Yeah, for fifty plus years, right? Because they're the party that yeah. um, ended Jim Crow laws. They're the party right. that um, brought in um, human rights laws and stuff right. like that. So they've held on to that right. for fifty plus years, and you got people yeah. coming out and being like, "No, that's not good enough. What are you going to yeah. do now?" Well, and the biggest thing is it's LBJ's welfare program, mm-hmm. and that's what they're you know oh well, but we did this for you right, and all that's done is is keep them in a you know feeling like they're the victim, mm-hmm. you know, right instead so, of lifting them up and, and being like no you, you know what there's no difference between mm-hmm. you and them you can succeed just as much as anybody else can don't let them victimize you and we're gonna. Probably get into a break here real quick. We're winding down this first hour because I do want to I'm going to start ending up transitioning into the RNC speeches and stuff like that. And I don't want to really <laughs> spoil too much right. before you get into it. But um, I mean, they are all about the rhetoric. We mentioned last last week that they there was the talking points of the DNC. Well, the yeah. RNC has their talking right. points. Yeah. One of the talking points you're going to notice in a lot of them, whether it's lip service or not, 
is that um, the inclusive economy, they, they call it a lot, and, um, his, uh, Trump's booming economy, how um, it created millions and millions of jobs, and 70% of them were uh, women, African Americans, and Hispanics. And so whether or not that's true, I haven't seen the actual numbers. Yeah, that's what know. they're claiming. Right. And so if that is the case— That says a lot. That says a lot for a racist president. Yeah. For his policies, because I, I, I believe uh, unemployment under Obama was almost for African Americans and minorities was higher. Oh yeah, than it has been like for any other president in a long time. And he was the first black president, right after Bill Clinton, of course. So I, I mean, there are a lot of things that I, I laugh at with the RNC, just like the DNC. But again, I feel whether or not it's lip service, they made a better case right. yeah. than just Trump's yeah. bad. And things are dark. And if you want things better, don't vote Trump. And right. that's all we saw last yeah. week. And the African-American people that did speak, you know, they spoke of hope. They spoke of inclusivity. Mm -hmm. They didn't talk about division and being separate and mm -hmm. trying to scare you with that. The Republicans used all kinds of different things to scare you besides that. Yeah. But that wasn't <laughs> <Yes>. one of them. <laughs> like communism. Communism right. comes up a whole bunch. And so uh, we are going to get into that in the second half. I, I think we are just going to go ahead and uh, end out this first half. So we don't, like I said, spoil too much. We're going to start pulling up some of these videos of these speeches. Hopefully it doesn't lag like it did last week. Um, but, um, yeah, just just come back. Get get yourself a drink again because um, we don't like politics any more than you do. But this is something I feel that we have to cover. We can't have a current events podcast without covering um, the major conventions and the debates, if debates ever happen. Which, speaking of... You saw the the post when Nancy Pelosi oh came out. Gosh, and she's like, yes. "We're not even gonna dig." I, I gotta do my mouth thing. Like, she, <laughs> we're not gonna dignify Trump with a with a uh, with a debate because that would just uh, legitimize his presidency. He, he's, he's the, the fucking, fucking president. president. <laughs> that was not planned. <laughs> he is the president. There's nothing to legitimatize. The, the legitimacy came. The day he stepped in and gave his inaugural speech, that <laughs> it legitimized his presidency. Well, then Joe Biden comes out and he's like, no, I'm going to debate him. Yeah, what right. are you talking yeah. about? And so he went completely against his handler, Nancy oh, Pelosi. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. And I'm so, sure his people are like, no, you need to backtrack that. You cannot debate him. He's like, what are, you, what, what are you doing? Nancy said no. That means no. So um, I, I'm, I'm in tip-top shape for being 1977. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe. So, yeah, like I said, go get a drink. We're going to come back with that uh, Republican National Convention, and we'll just keep this going. So um, we'll see you guys in just a few minutes. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout-out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, 
crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. You all enjoyed your break. I, I liked it. I did too. Um, could have been better. Yeah. I mean, it could have been longer. No. <laughs> I, I mean, this chair is starting to get really uncomfortable. As we mentioned before, um, we're not in our typical space. And um, one one of the things we need to work towards is more comfortable chairs. <laughs> so um, I could stand and and do this and probably be more comfortable than what we're doing now. But we are we are back. We are here, ready to get into this uh, Republican National Convention coverage. Um, I guess you could call it a, a viewing party, even though I mean it's not a live viewing party, but it is a a, a viewing party. Um, we are going to watch a little bit of it together, and you're going to get our take, our our reaction video, I guess, to some of this stuff. Um, but before we do, uh, you had pulled up an article or something just a couple of minutes ago about the ratings of the the convention. Yeah. Let's see. It says RNC uh, ratings um, are record record ratings with fourth night of GOP convention coverage. This um, is Fox News ratings or ratings overall? This is Fox News ratings, yeah. Fox News drew 9.2 million viewers. Um, the network said um, this is no, that no other network, including CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, um, and NBC had more than 2.6 million viewers. Wow. Really? Yeah. Which the thing I found interesting about that is the reports coming out of the Democratic National Convention was at least the first and second night or the second and third, I can't remember which, Big Brother beat out um, the Democratic National oh, Convention wow. and viewers by a long shot, both two nights in a row. So, wow. so I don't know if it's a season opener for um, Big Brother. And I, I didn't even know it was still a show, to be honest. I didn't know they were <laughs> releasing either. new ones. Yeah. Maybe it's just reruns of Big Brother. That could that be. Are that would be out. sad. That'd be sad. <laughs> just the fact that it's it like, beat oh, it out at all one. is sad to oh, me. Oh, yeah. It says the network uh, also walloped the competition in the 25 to 54 age range co uh, coveted by advertisers. Interesting. Yeah. The two point, Fox drew 2.2 million viewers in the age range uh, during Trump's speech. Again, seven hundred fifty-seven thousand for CNN and three hundred ninety-one thousand for MSNBC. All right, so we're gonna get jump right into this now, and um, we're gonna start pulling up videos the same as All we right. did last week. Good stuff. Um, the very first one I want to pull up is uh, one of the uh, minstrels that they were referring to. Um, this is uh, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. He's an African American senator, and obviously, he's just a self-hating uh, black guy. So um, let's hear what he, Tim Scott has to say. Unmute this. Good evening. I'm Senator Tim Scott from the great state of South Carolina. I like the music. It's very to epic. To all of you mm -hmm. tuning in and participating in the political process, God bless you. God this bless you. This isn't how I picture tonight, but our country is experiencing something none of us envisioned. From a global pandemic to the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, 2020 has tested our nation in ways we haven't seen for decades. He's not joking. He's not of the lying. Challenges there. presented no, to us. No, this is all true. Every four years, 
Americans come together to vote, to share stories That's of what too. makes our nation mm -hmm. strong and the lessons we have learned that can strengthen it for further generations. Because while this election is between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, it is not solely about Donald Trump and Joe Biden. It's about the promise of America. It's about you and me, our challenges and heartbreaks, hopes and dreams. It's about how we respond when tackling critical issues like police reform, when Democrats called our work a token effort and walked out of the room during negotiations because they wanted the issue more than they wanted a solution. I like that. Want a society I that makes sense. That breeds success. I, I like that a lot, how he's saying that um, whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, or a Libertarian, or something in between, or nothing at all, he's making a point that they, they don't want a solution. They right. just want to point out the problems. Right, yeah, yeah. I noticed that over and over again in the DNC. Mm -hmm. And, I, I mean— Maybe they'll get to more solutions here in the Republican National Convention, but I, I think that across the board, especially in like the Senate, it's mm -hmm. just been like, well, we have these problems, we have these problems, right. but nobody can come to a solution because right. they, they can't meet in the middle because right. you can't side with a Republican if you're a Democrat, oh, and yeah, you can't absolutely. side with a Democrat yeah. if you're a Republican. Well, especially over such an important issue. I mean, mm -hmm. right after George Floyd, he came out and proposed a bill with another with a Democrat. There mm -hmm. was two of them. But the, the Democratic Party wouldn't even talk about it. They right. walked out. They said, nope, it's not good enough, and they yep. left. So let's keep going. Um, let's see what he says. Or a culture that cancels everything it even slightly one of the things. One of the things that's really because common, see, I am a common talking point Sorry, uh, be, uh, between all the speakers on the Republican National Convention is they keep bringing up the, the cancel culture, which— we bring it up a lot right. on here. Yeah. Um, that's one of their main things is um, the cancel culture on the side of the Democrats. So you'll hear it with him. You'll hear it with a lot of them. Mother's American dream. My parents divorced when I was seven years old. And we moved in with my grandparents into a two-bedroom home with me, my mom, and my brother sharing a room. All right, I'm going to move forward because I have a few um, spots, uh, timestamps marked out that I wanted to specifically talk about. So, um, my, we've got, there's a lot of speakers again, so I wish we could listen to all the way through all of them. Some of them, not all of them, I guess, but some of these speakers, I would like to hear all of them. Yeah, me too. Um, but here is one of them. Just growth. We actually saw revenues to the treasury increase after we lowered taxes in 27. And it's going to lag, of course. That, the point I wanted to make there was made. Um, he had said that, um, like... The uh, Democrats are all against uh, tax cuts to like big corporations and th things mm -hmm. like that. But he's saying that um, we actually saw tax revenues increase due to the yeah. tax cuts because more businesses started due to these tax cuts. So therefore, there's more taxes coming in, yeah. even though businesses are paying less taxes, more businesses equal more taxes. Right. Well, and you got com companies and corporations moving back in the country because mm -hmm. taxes are lower. Right. We are not fully where we want to be, but I thank God Almighty, we are not. Did you notice something there? What did that sound like to you? It sounded like a little Martin Luther King. It's exactly <laughs> Martin Luther King. He said exactly in basically the same tone. Huh. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. I think that it was definitely intentional. Yeah, interesting. I'm going to play that again. Bends back towards fairness. 
We are not fully where we want to be, but I thank God Almighty we are not where we Definitely intentional. Definitely intentional. Yeah. So his um, entire tone like changed during that. Right, right. It was very much uh, MLK-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, but another point that they, they make in most of these speeches is that um, we're not where we want to be. Like, things aren't perfect, but um, we're, we're striving towards perfection. We're striving towards being better. Yes. And that goes against... Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like that, that he, he's he's claiming the mistakes of the past, but saying, no, we're going to be better, though. Right. Uh, there was one more because it seemed to be something common um, amongst them. I'm trying to just play the ones that are kind of common talking points sure. between the, the different parties. Over the past four years, we have made tremendous progress towards that promise. President Trump built the most inclusive economy there's that inclusive Ever. economy thing that I was telling you about. Seven million jobs created pre-COVID-19, and two-thirds of them went to women, African Americans, and Hispanics. The you know, first it's something I didn't like, though. Um, it, when he says that, he's he's kind of talking sideways. Like he kind of like does this like sideways like, lips thing, you know? Like like we were talking how um, Michelle Obama they have head, like no. their subconscious right. uh, cues that that they don't. Right, um, realize they're doing, but they yeah. they might be like double speaking or right. or something that maybe he doesn't agree with, or mm-hmm. something that maybe maybe you know he's skewing the numbers a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't know. I would I would have to look at the numbers exactly to know right. that. But like I said, this could uh, all be lip service. Right. But um, that alone is just pointing out that hey, this is the most racist president. Look what he's done for right. um, the minorities. Whether or not it's true, and, and that's by far the biggest strike against him is that. Oh, he's a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. He's very racist. So, I mean, that, that that's what they're hoping to overcome in this RNC. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we're just gonna leave him at that. Tim Scott, like like they said, there was over, there was there was plenty of um, African American um, presence people speaking at this thing, but um, they're yeah. they're all minstrels. They're all just. Uh, self-hating people so i mean we can't really take their word for it right yeah obviously they're just puppets to the republican party isn't that uh, a respected isn't, senator isn't know. that fucking racist in exactly. on its own it's like yeah. well they're speaking for the republicans so um we don't yeah. we don't really care what they have to say so um the next one is one of my favorite couples and we we've bonnie talked about clyde? them a lot bonnie and clyde the modern, modern day bonnie and clyde the AR wielding and um, uh, pistol wielding yeah. with a, with a firing pin and backwards <laughs> right. um, couple from Missouri yeah. who he, got arrested. He holds a gun like Rambo and she holds it like Charlie's Angel. Yes. So um, I got theirs pulled up here. Let me make sure it, it's going to play an ad. So give me a second. We'll just keep talking through this ad. So, yeah, they, they come on and this is the most cringing one of all of them. Yeah. Th- it made me cringe just knowing that they were coming on. Yeah, like, that's, really? I know. I was like, do we? Do you really want them there? I mean, it's like, uh, what are you doing? Why? Why? Why are they here? Yeah. I, I don't want to hear them. Yeah, I I didn't want to see them as many times as I did <laughs> right. in the news. Yeah. So now we get to hear them, but yeah. because we get to, you get to. So here we go. Uh, we're speaking to you tonight from St. Louis, Missouri. We're just He's weeks a terrible ago, you may have seen us defending our home as a mob of protesters descended on our neighborhood. America is such a great country that not only do you have the right to own a gun this is and funny. use it to defend yourself, but thousands of Americans will offer you free advice on how to use it. Yeah, because y'all look like a bunch of freaking idiots <laughs> using <laughs> them. 
It's I like, know. yeah, that's a tongue-in-cheek jab at yourself. It's just like, y'all looked like idiots out there, right. and you had your gun assembled yeah. wrong. Yeah. Whether, like you said, it was intentional. It wasn't intentional. You're not yeah. going to go to someplace and supposedly protecting your freaking home yeah. with a gun that was intentionally assembled wrong. Right, yeah. So I'm, gl- I'm glad she's able to make fun of herself as we <laughs> make fun of her. <laughs> yeah, me too. At least that's what we experienced. What you saw happen to us could just as easily happen to any of you who are watching from quiet neighborhoods. This one's all scare tactics, all fear porn. That's what we want to speak to you about tonight. That's exactly right. That's right, Janice, or whatever, Karen. Ending cash bail so criminals can be released back out on the streets the same day to riot again, or encouraging anarchy and chaos on our streets. It seems as if the Democrats no longer view the government's job as protecting honest citizens from criminals, but rather protecting criminals from honest citizens. Not a single person in the out-of-control mob you saw at our house was charged with a crime. But you know who was? We were. So cheesy. <laughs> we charged us with felonies. She should have been like, why who, Ron? <laughs> I have to expect it. Really? Top of that, that's right. The Marxist <laughs> why, liberal that's right, Karen? activist oh, there it is, leading there it is, the mob there it is. to Hang our on. neighborhood stood outside liberal activists for that considerations for daring to defend our home. Mm. On top of that, consider this. The Marxist liberal activist leading the mob in our neighborhood stood Mm. outside our home with a bullhorn screaming, you can't stop the revolution. Just weeks later, the same Marxist Mm. activist won the Democrat nomination to hold a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives. Did you hear that? City of St. Louis. I didn't know that. That's the same as winning the general election. That Marxist revolutionary Marxist is now going to be the congresswoman from the first district of. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Anyway, he goes on to continue uh, with his fear porn and continue to say that if we keep allowing this, if we keep uh, going down the route that the Democrats want, then, um, then. Everything's going to be anarchy and chaos. Everything's just going mm-hmm. to fall apart. Um, the communism is going to come to America. Um, one of the things he talks about is that um, the the zone, like the house, oh, home right. zoning and yeah, stuff. Trump got slammed for that one. Yeah, how they're um, trying to pretty much abolish like single family home zoning and stuff, so you yeah. can build like apartments, and they're basically calling them like ghetto apartments down right. in. Yeah, which to me almost. Sounds well, Trump racist. signed a law preventing that, and that's what Trump's getting slammed on. They're saying mm-hmm. that it's he's he's racist because he sla- signed that preventing you know apartments being built next to single home dwellings and stuff. Right. Um, but this is actually something common. Jeez, is um, because it, uh, last week um, uh, there was a group that descended on a high income neighborhood in Portland, mm-hmm. and then I just read uh, tonight. There was a group of protesters that descended on a neighborhood of high in a high income area in Kenosha. So, and they were shouting on their bullhorns, "Get out of your homes! Get in the streets!" You know, the revolution's insane. coming on you. So, wow. But again, like they're just bringing fear to yeah. the Republican um, convention. That's the only reason these people are on oh, here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everything there was just like. Be afraid of the Democrats because right. communism is coming and they yeah. want to destroy your suburban white picket fence lifestyle. Oh, and they're, they're really playing up the whole Black Lives Matter Marxist, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Right. These are these are Marxist revolutionaries. They're coming for you. They're coming for your guns. They're yep. coming to your neighborhood. 
Yep. You know, and they say they are quick, really quick to use the words communism or Marxism in oh, almost yeah. every yep. one of these speeches. Even when that. they bring up China, it's always communist China or the communist China coronavirus, and, right. and so they're they're playing, doing the wordplay, like the yeah. word association, where yeah. you might not pick up that, oh, they're talking about coronavirus, but in the back of your head you're hearing, China. oh, co- communism, communism, yeah. communism, 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 yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, they're just whispering it over and over again yeah. um, to get, get it to kind of fire those, because we're still, I mean, valid or not, we're still in this world where um, the word communism is like one of the the scariest words and if that takes it all the way back to yeah. the 40s and 50s during the cold war where um the word communism was was the like the most feared thing that you could think of oh yeah so, absolutely and and Duck we're and back cover. there we're back there now right it's amazing how that happens so this next one is um nikki haley and uh she is the former u ambassador um i u.n ambassador to Oh, so uh, she U.S. Uh, ambassador to the U.N. Okay, yep. And so um, I'm not going to play a lot of hers, but uh, there was a couple points she had. I have a lot written out, but I usually like her. She she's always been uh, kind of a strong talker. So hang on. It's funny. My sister had sent me a message actually and said, uh, watching the DNC speeches, she said the two words that she said they they said all the time was erroneous and egregious. Really? Yeah. Well, what was the what was the word that we said Bernie used like over and over and over? Oh, that's right. Um, I can't even remember. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it was. He just it was hammering that in. Yeah, they they just hammer certain words home that to make their point, just to stick out in your mind. Um, kind of like communism or fascism. Yeah. Or um, yeah, yeah. So here is, like I said, Nikki Haley. There's that epic music again. Woo! like we need to charge the hill. Good evening. I'm Nikki Haley, and it's great to be back at the Republican National Convention. I'll start with a little story. It's about an American ambassador to the United Nations, and it's about a speech she gave (laughs) to this convention. She called for the re-election of the Republican president she served, and she called out his Democratic opponent, a former vice president from a failed administration. That ambassador said, and I quote, Democrats always blame America first. That was the point I wanted to make. Yeah. And that I 100% agree with. Mm -hmm. You didn't hear that because I started talking. Um, She said, Democrats always blame America first. And that's when you see like uh, Obama going on his apology tour or... He got he got big ratings for um for bowing and and apologizing because that's how the Democrats view America is we need to apologize because it's our fault. Yes, and um everything we've done or everything that's bad has happened is America's fault and primarily Republicans' fault, obviously. Right, of um, so I you kind of pick that up in several of these too, but she says it just blatantly like Democrats say that or they their first thing to do is blame America. And so whether the other people are just kind of hinting around about it, she just comes right out and says it. She doesn't hold back punches. No, no. Um, Keep this going. Here was 1984. The president was Ronald Reagan. I I didn't even catch that. You think it's interesting that the year was 1984, the book 1984? You think there's something there? Hmm. I think there may be. 
Ambassador Jean Kirkpatrick's words are just as true today. Joe Biden and the Democrats are still blaming America first. Donald Trump has always put America first, and he has earned four more years as president. It was an honor of a lifetime to serve as the United States Ambassador to the United Nations. Now, the UN is not for the faint of heart. It's a place where dictators, murderers, and thieves denounce America and then put their hands out and demand that we pay their bills. Well, it's President true. Trump put an end to all of that. With his leadership, we did what Barack Obama and Joe Biden refused to do. We stood up for America and we stood against our enemies. Obama and Biden let North Korea threaten America. President Trump rejected that weakness and we passed the toughest sanctions on North Korea in history. Obama and Biden let Iran get away with murder and literally sent them a plane full of cash. That's President Trump did the right thing and ripped up the Iran nuclear deal. Obama and Biden led the United Nations to denounce our friend and ally, Israel. Here's the big President point. Trump moved our embassy to Jerusalem, and when the UN tried to condemn us, I was proud to cast the American veto. Um, another big one on the Republican side is obviously taking the side of Israel. Right. And um, a, a few of them point out Israel. I think Mike Pence is one that really points out, nails Israel. And then she talks about the Israel agreement of how we moved the embassy to right. uh, Jerusalem, which I'm surprised that it caused more of an uproar I am in, too. in Jerusalem than yeah. it actually did. Yeah, and didn't one, that was one of the the uh, platforms that the Democratic Party couldn't agree upon with itself was, I think Biden actually backed that and mm -hmm. said that he agrees that the that that uh, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel and that's where the embassy should be. Really? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's kind of a, a point towards Trump on that, right? So here's a point, a timestamp here. I wanted to hit. I fought back, and they gave up. A Biden-Harris administration would be much, much worse. Last time, Joe's boss was Obama. This time, it would be Pelosi, Sanders, and the squad. Damn. So she says even though Biden's not, Biden is president this time, he still isn't going to be the boss. Yeah. He, and we were saying that earlier, how yep. um, he's going to be uh, Pelosi's stooge, and uh, yep. Now she's saying Sanders stooge, and yeah, they're, they're and going Pelosi's to be his boss. Absolutely, yeah. He's their puppet. He's not his own boss. Yeah. Obama was the, the boss as president. Yeah. But with a Biden presidency, he's not the boss at all. He's not in charge. Yeah. And uh, I could, I can definitely see where oh, she's we, going. We with talked that. about that that he would be a puppet because right? I mean he doesn't even know what year it is. Yeah. So I I think that's funny. Um, hang on. Here's. One of the talking points, the Democratic talking or Republican talking points. He knows that political correctness and cancel culture are dangerous. Talked about cancel just culture. just plain wrong. Mm -hmm. In much of the Democratic Party, it's now fashionable to say that America is racist. That is a lie. America is not a racist country. This is personal for me. I am the proud daughter of Indian sweating? immigrants. They came to America and settled in a small southern I think town. She shed a tear. My father wore a turban. 
my mother wore a sari. I was a brown girl in a black and white world. There's nothing brown about you. Yes, <laughs> your your um, parents may have come from these places, but, I mean, look look at her. She's not a brown girl in any, anything. She would pass for a white chick yeah, she would. any day of the week. She would, yeah. So that's just funny. She's playing that card, same as... Mm -hmm. um, Kamala couldn't decide if she was the first black uh, vice presidential, not black woman vice presidential nominee, or the first Indian senator nominee. Like, like you got to pick a field. Right. And um, for her to come out and and be like, I was I was a brown girl in a white world. No, no you're not right. though. I yeah. mean, She's, you could easily right. yeah. pass for a white woman. And she has a southern accent. Yeah. There's. I mean. Walking down the street, nobody's going to turn their heads and be like, oh, check out that Middle Eastern woman. Right, yeah. No, I, I'm sorry, but you, you can't play – you can only play that card so many times, and certain people should not throw that card out here. Right. And, yeah, you're, you're a minority on paper. I get right. it. But you could easily – if uh, um, white privilege is a thing, um, she would definitely um, be able to benefit from white privilege based on her right. looks and her accent and everything else. Yeah. So uh, she also goes on to say uh, the whole work in progress thing that I was talking about, how America is a work in progress. Right. We need to work work towards being better. Um, Again, and, saying, you know, it's not perfect. We're trying to make it better. Right. When on the other side, it was we're a horrible nation and we will always be a horrible nation until you right. elect us. Right. Um, that's not at all what she's saying. Um, it's I'm finding it. Like I said, this can be all lip service, but it's so much harder to talk shit about some of these right. people. I know because they do such a they do a really much good better job. Good, better yeah. job at their lip service than the Democrats did. Yeah. Um. So and they actually give seem like they're giving solutions and and things like that, not right. just pointing out yeah. all the pro the flaws in the other people. And agreed. Don't get me wrong; they do do a lot of uh, Biden bashing, like like she said. She belittled him, saying Biden's not a boss. Right. Um, yeah. So, right. and there's plenty of that, but still, they also have um, their own solutions that they they get into. This next one is another. Uh, this is one of my favorites. This is uh, Democrat Vernon Jones. Yeah, Democrat, I like him. Uh, what is he a senator? Yeah. Uh, so this is Vernon Jones. Um, he's the one that I said came out and was just like, you know what, you're not doing it for us, and so I'm going to support Donald Trump. And again, obviously, he's yeah. and he he came out and did this um, about a year ago. I Took remember a lot that. of heat. He was going to actually drop out and not rerun, and then he changed his mind. He's like, you know what? If the people don't like this, they can vote me out. Yeah, and, and they didn't vote him out. He's still didn't. there. Yeah, I mean, he's an African American in uh, in Georgia, which yeah. is supposedly like super super racist, right? And he he's still yeah there getting it done. Probably because he wants he wants to change things, so um, yeah. we'll get right into him. Hang on, just gotta get this. There's that music. Hello, America. My name is Vernon Jones, and I'm a state representative from the great state of Georgia. As you can see, I'm a man of color, and I'm a lifelong Democrat. Too. See, he can actually say I'm a you brown may be guy wondering, and get away. Why is a lifelong Democrat speaking? and the Republican National Convention? And that's a fair question. And here's your answer. The Democratic Party does not want black people to leave their mental plantation. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm, yeah. He went there. Yeah, he did. He, he said what everybody knows. What, what everybody uh, has been thinking. 
mental plantation. He doesn't. They don't want you to leave your mental plantation. They want you to keep keep you in this yeah. this constant state of oppression. Yeah. This mindset of oppression. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, that's not that's not helping us at all. Yeah. That's huge. We've been forced to be there for decades and generations. But I have news for Joe Biden. We are free. We are free people with free minds. And I'm part of a large and growing segment of the black community who are independent thinkers. And we believe that Donald Trump is the president that America needs to lead us forward. Damn. This is no time for sleeping in the basement. Joe Biden has had 40. <laughs> you think he's referencing Joe Biden there? Oh, uh, uh, a little bit. Just what? a little bit. Hasn't come out of his basement in six months? <laughs> Seven years to produce results. But he's been all talk and no action, just like so many of the Democrats who've been making promises to the black voters for decades. We've been their captive audience. When President Trump sought to earn the black vote, the Democratic Party leaders went crazy. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer literally started wearing kente cloths around the, the, the U.S. Capitol. Holy shit. As if pandering were enough to keep us satisfied. Let I mean, <laughs> yep, so I just moved him. Let me put him back and just move that screen. I mean, he, he just said... Um, you're you're pandering to us, and that's that's not good yeah. enough for us. Yeah, we we don't want that. Here, I got our faces now. Um, so yeah, he says uh, you're pandering, and that's not good enough. That's not that's not what right. we want. We don't want you wearing this this stupid attire around right. and, and pretending. You, you feel me? That, yeah, you know we you, want we we do something. Yeah, yeah, we want ac actions. We want you to we, do something. We, we know how much this hurts. <laughs> so we're, we, we're here with you in solidarity. Right. Yep. No, do something. You're yeah, the ones in power. Yeah, what are you going to do about it besides exactly. wander around in that? All right, I'm going to bump it forward a little bit. I encourage you to watch this one, though, if you're watching, because all the way through, because he he's really good. I, I had texted you, and I was yeah. talking about him. I was like, this is a guy that if he ran... For president as a Democrat, I would vote for him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would vote yeah. for him over probably Donald Trump. I would vote for him mm -hmm. over a lot of Republicans. I would vote for him, obviously, over anybody that the Democratic Party has thrown up on their right. ticket in the yeah. last how many years. Yeah. Um, I would vote for this guy running as Democrat, hands yeah. down, based on this speech alone. So, right. like, like he, like you said, um, if you get a chance, go check out uh, Vernon Jones' speech. If you don't watch any of the other ones all the way through, check out his. The president also built the most inclusive economy ever with record low Talking unemployment points. for African-Americans and record high participation in the workforce. He put opportunity zones in the Trump tax bill that would drive investment into our communities for decades to come. He's been saying this for years. Yeah. And that's why he came out for Trump. Do you, I mean, do you think it's as inclusive as there? all saying or you think this is all just talking points i mean they're I, all making sure they right. hammer this home no i i think they are i i think it is all inclusive like more inclusive than it has been in a long time because and the other side will say um all all trump has done is uh give tax break to his rich friends and hasn't right. done anything for the lower class right. and yeah. the, and hasn't done anything for minorities well 
all these people are coming out and saying this, and they make very clear to use the words inclusive economy. Yeah, right, yeah. And they, they, they hammer that home a, a billion times. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change anybody's minds on the other side. No. Because they already have this mindset that right. um, if, if you even say the words, Trump's not a racist, <laughs> are right. you serious? You're so ignorant. <laughs> you're, you're so stupid. Yeah. It's like, well, why is Trump racist? Well, because he said that one thing that one yeah, time. Right, right. And he has so many followers that are white supremacists. That right. Pro- you know. like, he panders to his tiki torch toting right. uh, KKK yeah. members. and But um, you get people like uh, Vernon Jones that are saying that he's got this all-inclusive economy. Economy, I mm-hmm. got something in my eyeball there. Mm. Um, but again, um, I take Vernon Jones' side over all the other people saying it, right? Even though he's supposedly just catering and being an right. un- Uncle Tom to the Republican Party, yeah. um, but I take it over then like Ivanka Trump or somebody right. saying, "Hey, we Absolutely. have it," and, and I do it because I mean he's been doing it for for the last couple of years, right? And he's taking shit for right. it, right? And and he. He is willing to take it, you know, right. and he's letting he's like let the people decide, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the rest of the Democratic Party has, has blacklisted this guy, right? And he's still standing by his guns, yep. You know, and so it's easier to take this guy and and take him as credible right. because he's not just saying what the party wants him to say. Yeah. He's doing exactly opposite of that, right? And I, and I do think that 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 is Trump's strength is the this all inclusive economy, and. I think that that is why the economy has been doing so well. And even when they've opened up the shutdown, the economy starts soaring back right away because it is all inclusive. Mm-hmm. So that was the end of, or that that was all in day one. It wasn't all the speakers, but that was some of the the key speakers on day one. Uh, I'm curious. Can you pull back uh, Tim Scott's picture real quick? Tim Scott. He was the first one. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I was just curious. So I I don't know if you remember when Obama ran. There is such a big deal about the Democrats not wearing these American flag pins. Mm-hmm. And so when I was watching Nikki Haley talk, I know she didn't have one. And I really? was just curious. And I noticed Vernon Jones. Did. Not, it's not a big deal to me, but I just wanted to see, like, mm-hmm. you know, is this going to be something that they're going to bring up later? You right. Know? So. Right. I'm sure they'll find plenty else to bring up. Right. All right. So then day two, we had um, Melania. Melania. She I took some crap. She did. I didn't really get into hers. Um, I, uh, what was it? Joy, Jay, Joy Behar who came out and was like, can't she Can't she speak English by now? Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I but know. these are the people that say, well, um, shouldn't everybody speak English? These right. are the people that are like, this is it. No, Sp- Spanish might be the, the primary language. Yeah. And I, I – that, that's so two-faced to I know, freaking I know. say that. Yeah. And my understanding is she can speak like six different languages. <laughs> so, Of course. So somebody like that who can probably barely speak English doesn't have a lot to say. <laughs> I actually didn't have anything from day two. Who's that um, one up there? Oh. Oh. So we had Marianne Mendoza. Oh. Um, her speech was cut because uh, she tweeted some uh, QAnon conspiracies. Oh, okay. So she yeah, already yeah. had a pre-recorded speech. They just cut it out because they didn't want to like link... Uh, the RNC with QAnon because the, gotcha. everyone does that. Right. Um, Makes sense. On day two, though, Trump uh, did some pardons. He pardoned um, John Ponder, an ex-con and founder of Hope for Prisoners, a nonprofit group that works to help transition prisoners back into society upon their release. Oh, that's cool. I'm sure that brought up a lot of people 
um, screaming about that. But um, I'm, I wanted to get into some of the other people. I didn't see too many besides um, Melania, but she just didn't say a lot right. other than what uh, yeah. she she was the one person. They said she was the one person that brought uh, kind of solidarity to COVID-19, though. Oh, so okay. like when um, Trump's just kind of seems to be like thinking it's not that big a deal. She's like bringing humanity to it and saying oh, gotcha. like all these lives lost and uh, I, yeah. I feel for it. And she's kind of bringing the human the side one, to one it. One thing I, I had seen that uh, it was uh, on the Politico and this guy was like a body language person. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the DNC and he was talking about how, how Biden, you could tell how serious he took this because this has been a goal of his all his life and how he was just very sincere right and then he talked about trump and how trump was just too relaxed and and didn't take the office seriously and he shouldn't well, be in there obama said that in his speech that, oh did he yeah right he's right like we That's need a right. president that takes it serious and trump has proven yeah. that he doesn't take well it and serious. then the guy came out with melania and said melania looked very uncomfortable she looked like she didn't want to be there and that she um she just didn't uh like she it was a waste of her time or something like mm. that and I don't know any of that. I didn't watch her talk and anything, but I, it, I think she might have looked a little uncomfortable speaking publicly. She doesn't right. speak publicly. Right. That I much, was going to say she of all the first ladies, she's probably the one I've seen like least involved mm-hmm. in things. And I don't care. I'm fine with that. I mean, everybody has their own level of comfort. Right. So I don't think that necessarily means she doesn't care. It just means, hey, I'm not a good public speaker. Right. People on The View make fun of the way I talk. Right. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So here's Mike Pence. Wow, he talked for 36 minutes. Yeah. Hang on. From the hallowed grounds grounds of Fort McHenry, the site of the very battle that inspired the words of our national anthem. Those words have inspired this land of heroes in every generation since. It was on this site 206 years ago when our young republic heroically withstood a ferocious naval bombardment from the most powerful. Okay, so this day they're really focusing. I I don't want to watch it. He talks about um, this battle a lot, and they're okay. really focusing on like, um, like America being full of heroes, and gotcha. they even bring in uh, Crenshaw. I'm not oh. going to play his, yeah. but but he did like four minutes talking about like a land of heroes, and he, sure. I mean, he was a an ex Navy SEAL who right. who Lost got his, his eye. freaking eyeball blown right. off. Yeah, He's all Nick Furyed. Exactly, <laughs> and um, he he talks about how like the nurses during um corona are are heroes and these people are heroes and uh, like this whole night just seems to be kind of like dedicated to heroes so that's kind of where uh pence is going with this um there's a few things i wanted to jump to because like you said it's 36 minutes and we don't have that so um here is one this is um trump's claim to fame for like veterans this i think this whole day was kind of geared towards veterans which republicans kind of lean on the the veteran right. vote Absolutely. Yeah. kind of like democrats lean on on the the african-american vote uh republicans feel like they have the veterans in the bag right. so yeah. energy or determination to that office four years ago we inherited a military hollowed out by devastating budget cuts an economy struggling to break out of the slowest recovery since the great depression isis controlled a land mass twice the size of pennsylvania And we witnessed a steady assault on our most cherished values, freedom of religion and the right to life. How did how is ISIS fighting our freedom of religion? 
I mean, other uh, people. I don't think he. I, I don't think he was talking about them. Well, he's focusing mostly on ISIS right now. Yeah, and, well, he was, but I think he was just talking uh, about like the failure of the Obama administration to stop All ISIS. Right. That's when President Donald Trump stepped in. Boom. And from mm. day one, he kept his word. We He's rebuilt so our military. Really serious. We built our military. This president signed the largest increase in our national defense since the days of Ronald Reagan. And that just depends on which side you sit on. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do I think it's a good thing that we're spending billions of dollars in wars that aren't our own war? I don't. I don't. And I'm sure a lot of people out there, especially like libertarian-leaning people, Mm -hmm. agree that um, we are really focusing really heavily. But again, like this whole day, this is day three, seems to be focusing on that veteran status. Right, and and that's the vote that typically is more about military funding. Mm -hmm. So. Something I, I noticed and real quick, I'm the- sorry, is uh, also you'll notice that the when the Democrats talked, they were all isolated. They were right, all by right, themselves right, right, right. on video, you know, nobody around them and stuff. All the Republicans are talking public places, right, surrounded by people, so that they're coming out and being like, you know, we ain't scared of the shit. Yeah, we're not scared. We're gonna we're doing business as usual here. And that's that they kind of brought that up too. That, oh, did they? Um. I don't know about in the speeches, but that was one of the things is that um, the Republican Party said, no, we're going to have public speeches. I mean, they don't have the giant crowds or anything. It's still pretty limited, but there's still people there. Yeah. The first new branch of our armed forces in 70 years, the United States Space Force. (laughs) (laughs) That still sounds like a joke. With all the UFOs they've been finding lately, you know, maybe they know something. And with that renewed energy, we also returned American astronauts to space on an American rocket for the first time in nearly. Nearly. Did we, we though? Did we? I mean, we've been sending them to the space station on other countries' rockets for 10 years. Because remember, Obama canceled, like, defunded NASA, I remember that. He did, yes. But the last time we sent somebody up a few weeks ago, they were on a a privately owned rocket. Right, It wasn't, like, a NASA rocket. It was was a Musk Musk rocket. A Musk rocket. So, um, uh, I must have missed it, but one of the, the, the... key points he makes is that we defeated ISIS like three or right. four years ago and like how Obama took out Osama bin Laden Trump Trump's claim to fame is defeating ISIS which right. he should have waited till this year to defeat ISIS like, kind of like Obama till October till yes. like Obama waited till like April of the, yeah. uh, his re-election year to take out um, well and and to be honest you know I'm not sure he so much took them I, out as they're they're kind of wrapped up in other stuff right mm-hmm. now I mean yeah. they're, they're dealing with Syria Libya Right. Um, you know, uh, Lebanon. I mean, there's just there, there's a lot going on in the Middle East right now. Well, here was a good point he made about um, taking out ICE or uh, Osama bin Laden. Speaking of Osama bin Laden operation, let's see if I got this right. My fellow Americans, you deserve to know. Joe Biden criticized President Trump following those decisions. Decisions to rid the world of two terrorist leaders. But it's not surprising. Because history records that Joe Biden even opposed the operation that took down Osama bin Laden. Did you know that? Because I, I did didn't know, know that. that. So yeah. the claim to fame of Obama of taking out Osama bin Laden, Biden can't even glom onto that because he opposed that operation. Right. He was he wasn't uh, wasn't for that. That's I, interesting. I I don't know. But you you haven't heard him try to take credit for it either. So mm-hmm. there's probably truth to that. Right. And then. Um, 
here's a couple more. He talks about the inclusive economy. I won't have I won't show the video for that because it's just the exact same thing. Um, but then he ha gives a few more points, like super Republican points. Uh, this is one. Um, like I said, he kept they keep mentioning like communism and China and stuff like Drug that from China. In our first three years, we built the greatest economy in the world. We made America great again. He's so damn serious. Yes. Yeah, he is. And then the coronavirus struck from China. From China. He made mm -hmm. sure to point out that it struck from China. From China. Uh, kind of tying it to that communist China thing, mm -hmm. tying it to China. Trump's always been opposed to China. Um, some of his, his points he goes on to make is uh, the things that they did to combat coronavirus. And um, one being uh, this push towards this vaccine. And, and a few of them, I don't know if we'll get into them, but a few of them point out like these three points because uh, they, they always say how Trump had was so slow to react to right. Corona and hasn't right. done, been doing his due diligence and stuff. And they talk about how he closed uh, the travel from China, mm -hmm. which um, Nancy Pelosi had made the statement how racist that was. I they, remember they, that. They had yeah. like a party in Chinatown yeah. or something. I remember that. And they closed Europe and then they're they're – racing towards um this vaccine which i'm not pro no, vaccine I'm, for this no, vaccine no. at all so um you can keep saying hey hey trump um and the other thing was they they continually say and i specifically i think on this military night is he mobilized the federal government against coronavirus and like helped like governors and helped like they they use this phrase mobilized the government mm, and then this this fight towards like this expediting the 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 vaccine and so, um, Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing until we just watched that. I just thought it was Star Trek. Um, uh, last thing. I got excited. I thought Space Force was gonna like be moving fast. <laughs> right. Um. So this last thing is some more fear porn coming from the uh, Republican Party. Policies that are leading to violence in America's city. The hard truth is, you won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. That's pretty direct. Yeah, big time. I mean, that back to um, kind of what uh, Kim and or Karen and Ken were saying is, um, uh, that nothing will be safe. It's just going to be pure anarchy if yeah. de Democrats are elected. Yeah. And he just flat out says, "You won't be safe." Right. If you vote for him. Yeah. But vote for us and you will be safe. Yeah. Will we, though? Yeah, right. I what? mean, how, how safe? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> the last Republican president before Trump was George Bush. And how many people got sent into a, a perpetual war and, and died right. in a perpetual war? Yeah. How, how safe War that's were we? still going on. Right. I mean, yes, 9-11 happened then. And whether or not you think we should have went and defeated the Taliban for 9-11 or Al-Qaeda or whatever, fine. We're still there, though. Right, right. Because of the last Republican president that is keeping us safe. Right. So we won't be safe, though, with Joe Biden. So um, we're going to keep on trucking. Um, we are getting kind of close on time, I think. So I'm going to pass by some of these. Um, I had, what was her name, Kimberly Guilfoyle. The only reason I wanted to bring oh, yeah. her up is because she was very... Uh, um, 
she was just annoying to listen to. Kind of like I brought up Nancy Pelosi. I was oh, like, right. I can't even listen to yeah, her. She's just so like loud mouth. She's a loud mouth person. She used to be a Fox reporter. She oh, was that a, doesn't a lawyer. me. Um, let's see. I, I had a couple on Ivanka Trump. There was Ooh, one, one in particular. I'm not even going to open her, play her opener. I'm just going to play um, the timestamp that I wanted to hit. Hang on just a sec. Let me find it. I've always been a fan of Ivanka. You just think she's hot. She is hot. How does Donald Trump have? Uh, what did Ivana Trump look like? I I don't she, know. She was a model at one point oh, too. She, yeah. So, I mean that's kind of Trump's reputation. Um. So this this just cracked me up. Just how she's describing uh, her father. Hang on, just a second. Champion of the American worker, defender of common sense, and our voice defender for the forgotten men and women of this country. How? How dramatic he is, is that? president that is and my father, Donald. Our defender of freedoms and uh, common sense, the champion of common sense. I just wanted to play Without this point right here. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that. This is what this reminds me of. This is one of my favorite movies, and this is one of my favorite oh, parts Netflix. of this movie. It, it popped on Netflix. I'm like, oh, Craig said I need to watch that. You you still haven't seen it? No. Oh my gosh, you got to see this. Uh, I'll watch it tonight. So I put it on tonight. here is what she reminds me of. If you haven't seen a Knight's Tale, this is um, um, the character Jeffrey Chaucer, who uh, is kind of the um, the the announcer for the the main knight played by Heath Ledger, and he's just overly dramatic when he's announcing him. But this is exactly what this this reminds me of here. And so, without further gilding the lily, and with no more ado, I give to you the seeker of serenity, the protector of Italian virginity, the enforcer of our Lord God, the one, the only, Sir <laughs> Isn't that exactly what... <laughs> yeah. The defender yeah. of common sense, <laughs> the champion of, of liberties... Italian oh, virginity. Yes, it's just our Lord, our Savior, Donald, my father, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> so yeah, that's the only main part of hers. Point of hers I wanted to make. There was a couple other. She talks about um, uh, cancel culture. She talks about. Um, she goes into the freaking um, coronavirus stuff. She talks about mobilizing the government, um, closing China. Travel from China and the vaccine. So it's the three Corona so, points. Oh, okay, so nothing, nothing new. I just wanted to seventeen-minute speech. Yeah. So um, the next one is uh, Donald Trump Jr. Ugh. And I had some points on him, but um, I just mainly wanted to show how much he reminds me of his father. Ugh. All right. So here is Donald Trump Jr. Good evening, America. I'm Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> Oh We're God. here tonight to talk about the great American story. His voice just story. instantly changed. It did. They like added like a deepener. Yeah. He went. He went from like three octaves. He's like, "Good evening, America. I'm Donald Trump Jr." Like, and then uh, do this, guys. I, 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 I just want to talk to you about. <laughs> but like, then I'm here, and I'm he, going well, to talk about. I things. think he's worked on his intro uh, more than he's probably worked on his speech. Good evening, America. I'm Donald Trump Jr. We're here tonight to talk about the great <laughs> so American weird. story. To talk about this country we all love, this land of promise and opportunity, of heroes and greatness. His, his hand motions. Ago, Does we he have his dad's tiny American hands? Dream become a reality for more of our citizens than ever before. 
the greatest prolonged economic I, that's all i see is this maybe they're digitally enhanced the <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah they just increase you know trump's hands size. have been digitally enhanced yeah, of course obviously <laughs> um so he goes on for 10 minutes or so um but i don't have time to uh I don't have actual timestamps. I I did have one that I wanted to play out. Is what he uh, refers to Biden as. Down the tubes went our auto industry. He pushed for TPP. Goodbye manufacturing jobs. Beijing Biden is so there weak is. on China Beijing that the Biden. intelligence Beijing community. Beijing Biden. Wow, I like it. Again, uh, tying the Democrats to China, tying them yeah. to communism. Be- Beijing Biden. Yeah, that's so, that's a good one. I like that one. I I do. I maybe. That was like uh, who was the um? Oh gosh, what was the one we talked? Uh, uh, Moscow McConnell. Do you remember that when we were talking about that one? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a while ago, I think. Yeah. So a- yeah, that's the only point I wanted to point out how much like Trumpy is. Only well more like articulate. Right. It reminds oh, me yeah. of Trump back. In the 80s, right. when, 80s when and 90s. Trump seemed yeah. smart. When and, he was in movies. And people were actually telling him, hey, man, you need to run for president. Right, right. And the same people are yes. now saying, dude, he's the worst president ever. Yeah. Like, so you guys were he, calling for him. You really need to be careful when you're kissing up to rich people to not tell them that they should run for president. Because <laughs> this is what happens. Right. So without further ado is the um, the great, great speaker, the, the bigliest um public speaker in the history of public speaking, uh, Donald J. Trump, and his speech was an hour and 10 minutes long. But but to his credit, half of that is probably just applause. Yeah, yeah, they applause like every 15 seconds. He has some some pretty good digs at Biden in this one. He does, and I like it a lot, and I'm hoping we get to some of them. But I'm not going to. We are getting really short on time, which interested me that – a Biden speech, we were surprised he made it 25 minutes coherently. Right, yeah, no and doubt. And then they're calling, uh, saying, saying the people on Biden's side say that uh, he's Trump is losing his mental capabilities, and he gets up there I and know. slams yeah. out an hour and That's a 10 That's probably what he did. Speech. He probably went up there and was like, so how long did Biden talk? Okay, gonna, we're going to quadruple that. <laughs> yes, I'm going to make this so much biglier than Biden's speech ever was. We're going to make it four times the bigliness. So here is our president and chief. Uh, thank oh, you very much. There was, and there thank was criticism because he's he's giving the speech from the White House. Mm-hmm. And heard. the Democrats were slammed him for this. They're like, how how dare he use the White House as... Well, it's not just the White House. He's using um, staff. He's using uh, government staff uh, for a okay. political event, okay. which is supposedly unlawful. So, okay. And I can see where they're coming from oh, here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're using... Um, gov- government officials for your political agenda, and that's, right. you're not—that's not supposed to happen. Much, thank you, thank you very much, friends, delegates, and distinguished guests. Please, I stand before you tonight, honored by your support. Watch his hair, because I think his hair is actually uh, yeah. doing the talking. <laughs> I am pretty sure, because every time he talks, his hair moves. Ford. <laughs> Proud of the extraordinary progress we have made together over the last four incredible years and brimming with confidence in the bright future we will build for this America over the next four years. The thing he's doing with this voice years. is kind of killing me. 
I think that's how he reads. Really? He d- because he's reading from two teleprompter. You can see him he, in this picture. Those are two teleprompters. Yeah, but you can tell he, he's just like leading. He's constantly yeah. like leading. And then we're going to go it's over probably- this way and then over this way. <laughs> it's just, it's hard to listen to because it's yeah. not his normal speaking voice. Right, right, right. We begin this evening. Our thoughts are with the wonderful people who have just come through the wrath of Hurricane Laura. Okay, I'm going to skip over because he ta- he gives his thanks to people. He talks about the hurricane. Um, it's not really... It's not really a lot of stuff he says. I the first timestamp I had was well into ten minutes, so he probably says a lot of no, nothing for ten minutes straight, which is typical um, Donald, Donald Trump, Trump fashion. Uh, even though he's clearly reading off the teleprompters, which is the most interesting part. Uh, but he does mention um, we uh, talked about how the Democrats talk about the light and dark, and uh, he he brings up and a couple of the other ones brought up that the light and um, uh, really. Well, remember back in 2015 or the 2016 election, he was yeah. talking about the beacon of light. The United States needs to be the beacon of light. And he kind of um, pays tribute to that speech again. But um, I'm not going to play that. So I'm going to get into this instead. More applause. Thank you. I swear every time I skip forward, no I just got applause. Have voters faced a clearer choice between two parties? Two visions, two philosophies, There's like or a two agendas. Going I was going to say, it sounds like they're this election like in the will decide the whether we save the American dream or whether we allow a socialist agenda to demolish our cherished destiny. There's that socialist agenda thing that they're they're uh, constantly yeah. um, pinning, which we do the same, right. uh, especially with a far, far left. Oh, yeah. The well, they agenda. kept, I remember they kept calling him authoritarian, mm-hmm. authoritarian. And so, that's yeah, that fascist word. regime. Yep. And so, on the flip side, the socialist, socialist, communist, socialist. So, yeah. Um, he, he talks about the inclusive economy as well. Um, then he talks, makes the same point that, um, who was it that said, um, it was that the the ambassador lady that said oh. that the Democrat grats blaming America first. Oh yeah, yeah. And he drills that point home too. Sorry, my my pointer is economic and social injustice. So tonight, I ask you a simple question: How can the Democrat Party ask to lead our country? When it spends so much time tearing down our country. Same thing. Yeah. Same concept. Yeah. Not same verbiage, but same concept. But equally powerful statement. Right. Tearing down our country, like blaming our country, mm-hmm. saying how bad of a country we are. Um, so I wish we could get more into his, but but I think his was my least in, the least inspiring speech out of all of them, and you'd think really? his would be the most right. uh, out of all of them because he's the one running for president. But it, again, right. it's like how uh, Joe Biden didn't make any of his policy points, right. really. It was everyone else. Everybody saying, else made the points. Uh, yeah. Like Elizabeth Warren's like, oh, he plans to do this and he plans right. to do that. It's yeah. like, well, why isn't he saying these things then? Yeah. He is the destroyer of America's jobs, and if given the chance, he will be the destroyer of American greatness. Not holding back punches. For 47 years, Joe Biden took the donations of blue-collar workers, gave them hugs and even kisses. (laughs) (laughs) 
just a slight jab at, at Joe Biden there. Yeah, a little and, bit. And his um, fatuation with kissing sniffing. and hugging yeah. and sniffing people. And his facial expression right there says it all. He, no, know, he knows he, what he, he said. He knows what he got. That's why he waited because he knew that there was going to be applause like, and laughter. He's like, you got that, right? Yeah, Do yeah. I need to repeat that? He just that? needs someone behind him to go, boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, out of everything and all the speeches, that was probably my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> And told them he felt their pain. <laughs> and then he flew back to Washington and voted to ship our jobs to China. China. And many other distant lands. He doesn't bring up any of the other distant lands. I know, just But China. he makes sure yep. to point out China. 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 Uh, they're pro-China. China, China, China. Um, let's see. Anything else that he said in particular? Um, he talks about keeping his promise a lot, which... Um, yeah. Who was the other? Somebody else was saying how he's the one president that's yeah. actually kept it. It was kept Tim Scott. Promise. Tim Scott said that. Yeah, he, he makes that point too. I don't know what the siren is going on in the background. Joe Biden spent his entire career outsourcing their dreams mm. to and China. The dreams of American workers to China. Offshoring their jobs, opening their borders, and sending their sons and daughters to fight in endless foreign wars, wars that never ended. Wars that Republicans Four years started. Ago, I ran for yeah. president because I could not watch this betrayal of our country any longer. I could not sit by as career politicians let other countries take advantage of us on trade, borders, foreign policy, and national defense. Our NATO partners, as an example, were very far behind in their defense payments. But at my strong urging, they agreed to pay $130 billion more a year, the first time in over 20 years that they wow. upped their payments. Wow. Say what you want about his um, foreign policy. That's big for our country, I think. $130 billion. Yeah will ultimately go to $400 billion a year. And Secretary General Stoltenberg, who heads NATO, was amazed after watching for so many years and said that President Trump did what no one else was able to do. Here it is. Thank you. Uh, I thought he was going to say, keep. at some point he says, uh, keep my promises. And that's what he was referring to there was, and say what you want about the guy. Uh, say how he's only doing things for political reasons. And he yeah. only became a Republican because he wanted to run on an easy ticket, and a racist ticket and whatever. Um, the guy has been saying the same thing for 30 right. plus years. Yeah. Every interview you see him and he's yeah. like, man, we, we're we're paying out our ass to right. these countries. They're not, they're not delivering. Yeah. Um, we're outsourcing our jobs to these countries. Yeah. Um, it's bad for business. It's bad for our country. He's yeah. been saying this right. for years absolutely, and he's still saying the same things. Yeah. I mean, say whether you like him or not. Oh, um, and he's changing things. Right. You know, and I, I'm not saying go vote for Donald Trump yeah. because the, uh, I, and I, I mean, I will say again, personally, I don't like the guy personally, No, but I, I can't argue with the things he's done since he's been in office. Right. Um, and then you get somebody like, uh, um, Biden who's been in office for 45 plus years. And what has that guy done? Right. What, exactly. what promises has he kept right. and what will he keep now that he's, 
um, got so much mental capability once right. he gets into office. Absolutely. So um, I, I, that's kind of all I had. I had he did talk about again the Corona stuff and the shutting down the Chinese travel, all all those same talking points. Because you you can tell they're trying to defend right um, because his record, his record in, during the Corona case because that's the one big thing that the Democrats push against him is how mm-hmm. he handled and so he's got the they got the three talking points of oh he shut down uh, travel from China right away and Europe right away um, he's mobilized the freaking federal government and um, he's pushing. He's expedited in warp speed the vaccine, which that sounds like a terrible idea to yeah. expedite medical testing. Yeah. And, and well, but I, I think it's 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 a, it's perception. Mm-hmm. You know, he he needs to make it look like he's doing things. Even though I know a lot of people that said I'm not getting any vaccination. No, I I'm, I'm one of them. Uh, me too. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about especially this. a we're vaccination gonna... pushed by Bill Gates. Exactly. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, that's scary. Get that shit. cabin up in the woods. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm running for the hills quickly when Bill Gates comes at me with a needle and says, "Hey, you got to do this." Right. So I think that's all we had for the videos. There's several more of them, but we we don't yeah. only have so much time. You, we you are... missed the the Herschel Walker one who. The pro football player, which is, uh-huh. and he just came out and just talked about his lifelong friendship with with Donald Trump, not lifelong, but his friendship with Donald Trump and his family. And because didn't Trump did Trump own his team or no, no, I think Trump uh, probably talked about buying the team at one point. Oh, okay, I don't remember how they met, um, but uh, I guess they struck up some kind of friendship and they've been friends for years. I guess Donald Jr. sat on Herschel's lap, you know. <laughs> Uh, during just, practice or something. Just and don't mention that. <laughs> but like, I, I've always been a Herschel Walker fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always thought he's a good guy. And he's a beast now. I mean, yeah. you know, he's like 50-some years old, and he does like wow. 1,500 pull-ups and 1,000 <laughs> dips. And Holy shit. Yeah, he's, he's jacked. Gosh, dang. So, I mean, there's not too much more to say. I mean, it's four days of the same right. rhetoric. Yeah, like you said, the same talking points over and over again. But again, their talking points are more convincing than the right. Democrat because well, it's and, not just I'm not Biden yeah. or I'm not Trump. Right, that, right, and and that how bad you know America's racist and mm-hmm. you know and yeah, it's it's not throwing the blame. It's it's yeah, we know we're not great, but we can work on it. We'll get there. And they, they say that over yeah, and over right, and over. Right, absolutely. Again. Yeah. Which that is more like uh trying to find middle ground to me. Right. Absolutely. Sounds it at least sounds more like trying to find middle ground than yeah. what anybody else is saying. Yeah. Um and that's I mean the only way this country is going to bounce back is finding right. middle ground. Yeah. And if if one of those if either of those party is pro finding middle ground, I'll vote for them any yeah. day of the week. And, yeah, I, absolutely. And and you know the last Oh, I don't know. The last several presidential elections, I, I have seen the diversity that the Republican Party has been bringing in, mm-hmm. and the Democratic Party always plays it up to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just token. Right. You know, they're right, they're right, puppets. Right. You know, and it's like, so when does it get to the point where they have the same value as the Democratic African Americans? You know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah. And yeah, it's just ridiculous that they can't side with. You right. get, like we said last week, Candace Owen, and she gets mm-hmm. slammed all the time. Right. You get these prominent people like senators who are getting slammed and being called minstrels, which that right. is so freaking racist to call them that right. just because they have a differing opinion. And yeah. they, they, one of them specifically said, I promote free thought. 
Yeah. And that's what we're all about here Absolutely. is promoting that free thought. You're you're right to decide, you're right, right to choose. Yeah. And um I don't know winner winner between these if they, these were put together oh, yeah. who's the winner? Oh, Republicans, hey. de- Democrats. Easily the RNC. You think so? Oh yeah. I, I mean maybe it's biased. I grew up in a Republican family. Yeah, right. And, and same with me. And you know their their values do you know, go a little bit further, you know, closer to what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just listening to the two messages side by side. I mean, again, like you said, they're trying to find middle ground. They're trying to find solutions. Supposedly. I, I, what what they sound like. I mean, right. Their lip I mean, service says The they lip are. service. Right, right, right. But, I mean, their, their platform is, yeah. is reaching out and saying, look, these are things that we're doing to try to make things better. We're working on it together, you know, mm-hmm. and... Whereas the other one, yeah, I mean, yes, they do use fear mongering and fear porn. Mm-hmm. So does the Democratic Party, right? So, so yeah. Um, but then on the other side, you you see Trump still all the time screaming law and order, like pushing right. that um, federal overreach, which we we hate that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we we hate the idea of possibly imposing martial law, which he's right. hinted at over and over and over. So what they're not saying is the things right. that I don't like, right. and um. But you're supposed to show your best side at right. these things, Absolutely. which I, I feel like they did better at right. showing their best yeah. side you, than the you, Democrats unite did. Unite the base and, and reach out to some of the people that may be undecided. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, yeah, I think the RNC definitely did a better job yeah. of that. So I think um, we are well over our time for this evening. Um, I, I, like I said, we wanted to give both sides and... Um, Maybe we'll, we're definitely going to probably push away from politics next week because I, yeah, I kind of want to get back into yeah. to our normal show, given some digging into some different stuff. Um, so yeah. expect more of our normal scenario next and week, unless something huge happens. Right? You know, right? Who knows? So, so um, come back next week. Check it out. Check us out on social media. I did um, combine all our social media to the that. same handle. Yeah. It's at Break the Bell Pod. So whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor, whatever. It's at Break the Bell Pod across the board. So um, check out any social, any of these social media sites that I mentioned at Break the Bell Pod. If you're watching us on YouTube, go down and hit subscribe, um, like us, share us, do all that fun stuff because um, um, that's that that's what's going to get us around. I think we're going to we're gonna maybe push further next week on the things that we're doing, like maybe introduce some new stuff, new opportunities for like you it. listeners out there. So uh, check back for that. Uh, we got some announcements that we have in the works. So um, I don't want to give any spoilers because it might come down to the week just goes to shit and we don't get there. But we have things planned for the future that we intend to kick off possibly next week. So check back for that. Like I said, watch both of these. Watch parts of the videos you didn't see. Yeah. Make up freaking opinions on your own. Right, yeah. But they're definitely worth worth uh, comparing side by side. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the difference in the two parties and where they stand on things. It's It'll give you a really good idea of where you, you, know, you want to go, depending on what side you're at. Right. But. Check back next week. Got a brand new show for you coming up in a week. Um, and... Once again, just just never, ever stop talking. And, um, and share, share, share. Share, share, share. 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 Not Sonny and Share. I was about to say that, actually. But share. <laughs> All right, you all have a good week, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, bye-bye.